You have prevented the destruction of the elven sanctuary Aridithil's home by the orc attack from the sewers. You have spent the night making sure the underground areas are clear of any further orcs and keeping guard on the sanctuary. With little sleep, the light of dawn finally arrives. The elven guards return from aiding the city. They say only a few orcs were killed outside the city walls, nowhere near the size of the massive orc war party they were led to believe. It's been a long week since you've been home, so you say your farewells and return to your manor. Your manor has its wall completed by Olgrim since you've been gone the last week. It is uh, nice and secure, and the gate, there's an iron gate that it lets you into the compound, you now notice has a little pull rope just outside yeah. of it for people to pull upon. <laughs> Nice. And when you also open the gate, there's a little bell noise that's made, you can hear from inside the foyer. So he's put a little oh, entrance, oh, entrance aspects. You should hire a gate uh, housekeeper. Jorn. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <Fuck's> <laughs> no. Um, what would you guys like to do? The, the gate, by the way, Olgrim built it to his height. He didn't think about it. <laughs> Everyone else is stepping over it. Perfect for Buck. Perfect for Buck. Has Ga- Ganis returned? Uh, his, his you, guys, you guys enter, and as you're approaching the front door, you can hear Yash, your servant, inside going, Hurry, hurry, they're almost here! And by the time you get there and open up the door, they're all standing in a line like the Von Trapp children, no. awaiting your arrival. That's nice. You have cloth draped over the arm, <laughs> tray at the side. Uh, he is there, Yash. His uh, wife is Samara. also there, yep. And then their uh, son is there, too. You're just getting mad points for remembering their names. Yeah. Welcome back. It's good to see you. Hello. Uh, it's nice to be home. Let me uh, take your things and take sacks full of bloody whatever crap you guys bring home. I don't know what luggage you bring back from your adventure. I'm, 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 I'm heaving now a, a, a fairly heavy sack. I, from the last place that we had visited, uh, I wanted to try and I don't know if some retcon would be permitted, but I want to try and wedge one of those barrels of explosives into my satchel. Into your magic satchel yes. hole. Yes. Uh, you are able to just fit it in, oh. and it is now stretched at the seams. Did, All right. did we get, like, the city guard to come down there and clean everything up? Uh, you are. You were able to pull those up to the vault? <laughs> uh, you're not able to do to, to sneak any way to the vault. However, you did let the guards know they have not come and done anything yet, but the elves are uh, watching it until they arrive. Okay. I, need a, I need a nap. Um... Yeah, Mr. Mr. Elf. Uh, later on, should I should I uh, should I have uh, Mr. Grimm go by uh, your lady friend, your lady elf friend, and offer to f- help fix their wall? Yeah, the dwarven smithing may be helpful with the elven craft. No, they're because their wall like got yeah. damaged. Yash says, uh, Mr. Rill, uh, a moment of your time, if I may. Yes. <laughs> I, I, Rill is very keenly aware of the fact that he could go any moment. <laughs> he's, he's hoping magic is implied, and then he just uh, so he's very ginger with his stuff. Yes. Uh, a, a an, an odd uh, homeless vagrant rang the gate bell while you were away. His name is Ogrim. <laughs> 
He asked if the penniless bard in this house would like to donate his time to the Lothian church, then said he might find better luck at the longing woman. Uh, I, uh, yeah, well, sure, yes, absolutely. I always look forward to some, some, uh, storytelling, and I've got quite a few. Where did they go? Uh, no, it was just- A large lady. It was just one, one, one man. And, and, and where did this one man go? The large lady. The large lady. <laughs> you said longing lady a minute ago. Did I? It was the longing, longing, longish, <laughs> something good, female. Good at, good at taking notes as always. So hard to find good help. <laughs> He's cutting into his arm. <laughs> his wife says to tell him about the other ones. Oh, uh, well, while I was going to and fro doing my duties, food is uh, fresh. We have fresh produce. The house is clean, by the way. Uh, we did a lot of work, and everything should be up to your standards. And he stands there proudly. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell him. Back to your old. Tell us what. Uh, uh, twice while you were gone, I ran into, uh, uh, I, I guess, a gang of thugs looking for trouble, kind of going around house to house. Uh... And on the second day, uh, I spotted them, and they spotted me, and they wanted to know which residence w was the house where the goblin lives. Oh. They seemed quite agitated. I, of course, told them nothing, uh, and haven't seen them since. Good, good job. Uh, young Gannis, what, uh, have you... Have you discovered anything about the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Bane Wards? He walks right up and right past you, Avius, and walks right up to, uh, Elmon. I've been practicing, sir. And he holds the little young man. practice bow. Uh, I'd like to see. You should see what I can Come hit now. Young man. Yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> Have him show me his, um. Archery capabilities? Archery skills. He uh, is able to show off his uh, archery. He's able to hit the target now. It's he's still missing and nowhere near, obviously your capabilities. But he's got some fundamentals down, and he's remembering exactly what you told him. Give him some more tips and and tell him to keep working at it. And good make, job. And make a persuasion roll. This is overall leadership style stuff. Eight. Okay. <laughs> You're very impatient after a while. Come on! Get it right! You can do better! Slap him! Get out of here! <laughs> how, how old is... How old is Yash? Yash is 30 and on the dot. Okay. Well, Avius wants to take a nap. But after that... Okay. Inquires about age. I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> um... Yeah, Avius wants to go take take a nap. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what you guys. <clears throat> a long rest. Yeah, a long rest as well. Okay. But um, for a future, Avius would like to start arming arming the house, help with some little bits oh. of magic spells and you know things that could be helpful if we were away and they needed to defend themselves. Like what? Kind of it. I don't know, like maybe start with some prestidigitation, something, you know, that can... You want to teach them how to cast spells? Just, just small ones. 
That would take years of training, dedicated training. There's no time as we start today. <laughs> you don't have many years left in you, Avius. <laughs> you don't know how old Avius is. He's a rough 35. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take some rests and... Brill, uh, before yes. resting, mm-hmm. uh, goes down to the vault. Elmon accompanies him. All right, you guys go downstairs to the basement, the three of you. No, this is my room. (laughs) Everyone out. (laughs) And three of you are down there, and you're next to the vault. You know, we probably could have hired somebody to open this. Where's the fun in that? (laughs) It is there. It is imposing. And what's your intention? To uh, get access to this sucker? Oh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it looks still complicated, and it's got this strange, weird lock that's very hard to get into position without the key. And beyond that, it's kind of convoluted uh, with some strange sliding-style puzzle that deals with timings of gears. So uh, you need some work that needs to be done on it. And Elmon, you start getting after the lock with a lockpick. You can make a lockpicking roll. Spends a good hour of frustration. There's a goblin shaped lock. (laughs) (laughs) Put him in here. Lock picking is this going to be Dex? Uh, This is Dexterity, yes. Well, don't count it. Don't count it. Sorry. (laughs) A a shrill song (laughs) goes into your ear. I hope this helps you. (laughs) (laughs) And what are you doing? Uh, playing just a gentle, calming tune. It's been a busy day. There's lots of city noise, and I'm just trying to bring it all down so we can focus with this. When does this become a D10? Uh, not now. Not now. Okay. <laughs> so you're giving him Bardic Inspiration. Uh, bardic Inspiration. Right, help us yes. roll. Okay. Cool. Less than what would have been solo, <laughs> but that's fine. 17. 17. Gotta with a song. 17... Elmon, after an hour, gives up in frustration, and but the last moment it goes click, and a section of that lock unhinges, revealing access to a strange puzzle section with gears underneath that requires someone with a keen mind to put their efforts behind. Another lock. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) No keener mind than mine. All right. I just, out. I just, where's Avius? He's asleep. Avius is asleep. napping. He's, He's napping. a long rest. Want to try, Rill? Uh, certainly try. I'm staring at the goblin. He's inquisitive. Uh, I will go, go and get after it. I'll right. try if you fail. <laughs> Make an intellect roll. Not a save, just an intellect roll. Intellect roll. Gotcha. Rolling. Good luck. I've also got the explosive if all of this fails. <laughs> uh, a seven. All right. So you have no idea what's going on with this little puzzle. And it's Sudoku. Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> there's brass little cogs that move and something slides this way and this way. And you feel something give, but you just, you cannot make heads or tails. And you'll just need some more time to clear your head. I, uh, um, pound angrily upon the, uh, the vault. Uh, can I determine its depth by chance? Oh, um, possibly. Make an investigation roll. Investigation. It's going to be like Al Capone's vault, isn't it? 
We're going to like live stream the whole event. Oh, yeah. Event and be 12 silver inside. <laughs> <laughs> we need Geraldo Rivera. Yeah. To... Uh, a 19. A 19. It's, uh, you're trying to ascertain the depth of what? The depth of the vault. Of the vault itself. Yeah, just how big. Is it like we go to the other side of the room and it just stops there? Oops, sorry. It just stops there or does it seem to be embedded in the foundation so it could be much larger than it appears or? Uh, if I'm understanding what you mean by depth, it is the, it is the depth of a of wardrobe, a big wardrobe. A big wardrobe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tallish. The closet-ish. So yeah. we're we're staring at the entirety of the vault. Of this giant, or you're staring at a giant door, a giant and it's door. inset into this wall type section, like gun safe type thing, right? Like a gun safe type. Uh, but mu- uh, but wider, 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 a little wider. Can take uh, can Puck take a crack at it? Uh, yeah, you can also give By it a shot. Means. You'll do uh, you're doing the puzzle part. Yeah, uh, intellect roll. Yeah, not my strong suit, but eh, never know. A 17. And Puck walks right up and goes flip, flip, flip. And the whole thing goes. I knew it. <laughs> and it gives way. And you, you hear a it. big. Why didn't you do it? <laughs> you hear a big chunk. And then there's a little ratchet sound. And that whole section of the uh, key part that Elmon bypassed. And now this puzzle section gives way. And underneath is another key section. Elmon will get back to work. And- <laughs> on size <laughs> and spends another hour trying this and this one seems even a little more challenging than the last one to get the song reiterates <laughs> you're doing the song again I'm doing the song again all right there is a song you feel tumblers but then there's actual counters to the tumblers that's preventing you from ratching it open and there's some thought that's been put into this lock and i can roll the inspiration after yeah. rolling this die okay all right that will be a 26. You finish it in half the time, actually. This was way easier. <laughs> <laughs> and you're able to get all the little tumbler pieces to fit in their spots. You pull it out. puzzle took so long. You ratchet it down, and that lock gives way. And you're able to slide and slide. It's a little rusted. You slide it across. And behind that is another puzzle section behind that. (laughs) This one has weird tiles that have to be pressed in some strange sequence that you can't quite make out. I mean, while I'm there, can I just give it a shot? Uh, Two people in total can. If you want to be one of them, go for it. Do you have any plus to your... No, you can't ask. You want to do it, you want to do it. I'll, 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 I'll assist. Why don't you two go? I'll take a break. All right. Puck, you're going to try? You're the yeah, puzzle yeah, master. Yeah, yeah. Make an intellect roll. This one seems even more challenging than the last one. But it's it's rusted. It looks like it hasn't been open for a while. Correct. Are you, what are you doing, real? You said two people could try? Oh, sure. Yeah, you're both rolling right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, well, for, for Puck here, I will apply. The more song just continues. All mm-hmm. right. You get a bonus Oop. die. Oop. Here you go. If you need it. If you need it. You don't need to add it yet. A 21. And Puck presses (laughs) some buttons around, and he finally figures out the timing that two have to be down at the same time. It's like a panel of five by five, and he figures out the code, and then all 25 of those sink in, 
and they all can, again, rustedly be pushed the slid out of the way, and behind it <laughs> is, is a get smart vault. Yeah. Is a code dial with four digits on it. What was uh, three nine zero one? You punch in those numbers. Hold on. It's an hex. <laughs> yes. Three nine zero one. Where did you get that number from? This random number. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the journal. Yeah. Something when we first went through the house. Yeah, it was it. somewhere. I mean, we. I don't know where we got those from, but I think Avius had found it at some point and conveyed that to us. Okay. So. You punch in 3901, and then you hear a loud ka-chunk that reverberates throughout the house. You hear from upstairs, Samar, Samar say, what was that? <laughs> and the three of you just kind of stand there looking at each other. <laughs> High-fiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well done. And it's quiet in the basement. Uh, can we, is there a lever? Oh, there's a we... giant brass handle right <laughs> All there. All right, Elmon, I'll give her a, a tug as... The pool. All right, you twist, pull. Tug, the thing creaks, There's... and this big, thick door opens up. Fool! <laughs> We've set the free the Groog. <laughs> the, the Groo comes out. Inside, you can see this is a big metal closet type thing with three segmented shelf type sections, of which the bottom one is completely empty, the top one is completely empty, but the middle one has four things on it. Each of us gets one, and then one of us gets two. Avius <laughs> <laughs> is not Avius. <laughs> there are four things in here. Three of them are completely identical. They Each of them are a platinum trading bar. So mm-hmm. three of them in total. That's 3,000 gold in value. I'm going to take those. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. I'm kidding. The vault closes. All the locks snap shut. <laughs> Screw you all. <laughs> What's the fourth item? The fourth and final item is a tall, what is that? Maybe a foot, foot and a half uh, hourglass. Um, Puck will take the hourglass. You do so. You can see the sand at the bottom of the hourglass kind of moves around magically and it has a (laughs) it has the four black handles on the sides of it because it's a little big so you can grab it and turn it over to us and those those handles look black almost made of obsidian i'm not turning it over i'm keeping it uh as it is to uh, investigate later it's probably smart (laughs) i want to see how long it goes for (laughs) (laughs) and that is it for the vault how long did that take, you guys? Is is there an easy way to reset this and reuse the vault, or is it like... That's going to take more research more. and time to figure out. Oh, okay. Uh, that took four hours. No, three and a half hours in total. Let's, let's leave this open. I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to lose the opportunity to study this. Okay. So we each get one and of these bar bars, right? And a bar disappears. There's a bar. Everyone gets a bar and a signature on the tontine. <laughs> you got. You guys figure that. Figure the gold out. I'm, this uh, is more money than than uh, than Rill has ever seen in his life. So he's he very gingerly takes one of the bars off the shelf and, where, and quickly disappears upstairs. And where do you place this? Uh, in my pocket. <laughs> 
It's heavy. It's, but you put it's it in heavy. In t- <laughs> All right. Elmon's going to take two of the bars. But, and. Oh, I've already disappeared. Never mind. Yep. Puck's happy with the hour. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, I'm. He's going to go up and with, <clears throat> toss one on Avius. Okay. So Avius is asleep. <laughs> you open his un, his non arcane lock door. Uh, and just toss and one just right toss on, it his on his belly. Ah! <laughs> Ribs crack. Oh. Ah, what is it? Oh my. Oh my. And then you quickly take it back from yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take that. You owe me 125 gold still. <laughs> Well, they already did pay some of it off. That was fifteen. Well, I assume he gave me the three seventy-five from. Never, no, don't. That's your first mistake. Yeah, right I, don't, there. I don't think he would ever. Would. He did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Perpetuate uh, the lie. Keep it going. Come on. Well, uh, very well. One, one. How much? One twenty-five. One seventy-five. I uh, no. I think I gave you three seventy-five before. <clears throat> Mm. That might be true. <laughs> but I feel like I'm owed more now. Avius <laughs> groggily reaches into his robe and grabs a hold of something and pulls out. The robe is across the room. <laughs> <laughs> pulls out 125 gold. Guys are just casually throwing this money around. It's crazy. I'm walking with a platinum bar. Ugh. And uh, hands it to you, Elmon. And now we are square. <clears throat> and you hand him the, the rectangle of the platinum. Yeah, okay. he gets to platinum keep the platinum bar, bar as right. well as 125 gold. But he did like a D4 of damage to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is all for your bracers, if I remember correct, yep. right? Okay, just making sure. Yeah, you don't owe me any more gold. All right. It is, let's see, that's probably eight, four. It's about four o'clock in the afternoon. Sun will be setting soon. Anything you guys want to do? Uh, I will, uh, Rill will be bunking in for the night. Yeah, grab right. a bite and an ale or two and sleep. A month's feeling less poor. I don't think you Rill, ever... Rill has trouble getting to sleep. He just rocks this bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Um, Abius is feeling rested. Um, he wants to ask Gannis what he's discovered while they've been away. All right, you find Gannis having dinner with his mother, and you uh, sit down next to them. Young man. Hello, Mr. Avius. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Great. Well, you remember the other day we sent you on this little errand to, uh, to see what you could find out about uh, something called a Bane Ward. I I wasn't able to find uh, a- anyone uh, with Bane wards. I see. Uh, no uh, no information on um, perhaps location or a name or. No, sir. Hmm. Well, you tried, and you know what? That's what's important. Avius begins to take off his robe and put on a, a, a cardigan, a shawl, and, like change his shoes and put on like sneakers. <laughs> Mr. Rogers? (laughs) Exactly. Thank you for somebody getting that. (laughs) Someone saving that joke. Um, I don't think Mr. Rogers and Avius have a lot in common. No. (laughs) (laughs) They do. Well, uh, thank you for your your efforts, young man. Yeah. 
Uh, how how is life here at the at the uh, the manor? I like it very much, and I thank you for the roof over my head. And and uh, I, I will mean, go I'm to my st- <laughs> aside from what your mother and father have told you to say. Uh, I thank you for my shackles. They are lovely. <laughs> there are many shackles, but these shackles are mine. No no no, we don't we call them the bracers. <laughs> <laughs> the food is nutritious. They're magical, remember. <laughs> I like the I like the the archery and the view. Ah, yes, very good. Very good. I'm glad to hear that. Sometimes Janice. when he's not here, I sneak up into Mr. Puck's room and look out the window. Oh. And what do you see out the window? Ah, uh, you can almost see some of the river, but not really, my dad says. And then you can see some of the city and the spire, and it's pretty fun. But it does smell kind of weird in there. <laughs> well, it's, it's a goblin's room. Yeah. <laughs> to be expected. Uh, would you like me to show you something? Yeah. Mom clenches tightly <laughs> on her fork. <laughs> I have a couple of tricks up my sleeve that you might find entertaining. I'm going to teach the young lad fireball. <laughs> like what? Well, let's go up to one of the towers and I'll show you. Okay, the towers are occupied. The okay, west one is them. west one's occupied by Puck. The east one has been turned into a living quarter slash stage with real. I thought Puck they lived be in the... I thought Puck it's, it's, uh, it's a conservatory. Over, no, yeah. it's a, I took yeah. over one of the towers and like oh. made a... Nest. A nest, a roost. Uh, g- g- pardon me for the memory slip there, Gannis. Actually, let's go downstairs. Uh, there's a window outside. Do you know it? Are you talking about the basement? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Follow me. All right. He follows you down to the cell. Yep. <laughs> His mom follows close. There's no yeah. locks on it. You guys. Uh, you're there. What do you yeah. show him? It's us. I want to show him marked lightning. Okay. You wait till a giant eagle goes flying by. <laughs> uh, look out across the ravine there, Gannis. Yeah? Now, uh, what do you see? Uh, walls and some nice houses. Uh, do, you, do you see anything? Maybe like a tree or bush or a statue or something? Start a forest. Something <laughs> that could be a target of sorts. I can see at... Uh, 220 feet over there. There's a tree. Perfect. That's well within range <laughs> because I have smell sniper. Tell me all about your feats, will you? <laughs> okay, now, Gannis, what I want you to do is I want you to think very, very hard about this tree lighting up into brilliant color. He closes his eyes. <laughs> On the count of three, I want you to open your eyes. And Avius prepares his fingers dancing to do a little bit of arc lightning. Mom's watching. The mom is freaking out right yeah. now. And uh, one, <laughs> two, <laughs> crunch, three. <laughs> That's the old Tootsie Roll. Exactly. Yeah. Good job. Um, he okay. opens his eyes. What does and he see? And arc lightning shoots. <laughs> right into his eyes. Now there's your lesson, bitch. <laughs> Never close your eyes around a wizard. <laughs> arc lightning shoots out of Avius' hands onto the tree. You got the range you said for I it? I do. Around, across the ravine. Shh. 
four, three, four, nine, whatever nine points of damage. So nine points of tree damage is, is easily seen, and there's a zap, and there's some smoldering uh, branches that you've left behind. Wow! Quite impressive, isn't it? Yeah! Would you like to learn? Oh, I... Uh, <laughs> That seems dangerous. Oh, no, no. Not if you use it wisely. I'm, I think that's enough for now, uh, Mr. Avius, his mother says. <laughs> she comes over and escorts him. Thank thee. Thank the wizard. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. You're quite young. welcome. She quickly gets him out of the basement. Fire cell. races through the city now. Trees burning. Angry farmer. Damn you, Avius. <laughs> 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 well, that was fun. <laughs> Alone. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> and uh, Avius notices the vault that's is open. Yes, yeah. and inside you see some gray rectangles <laughs> in the dust <laughs> and a square, circular type shape in the dust. Oh, it's not what like, a note written in the <laughs> <I'm on laughs> here. Um, Avius wants to investigate just because he was he was he went to sleep and the vault was still locked. Now it's open. He just wants to kind of look at the uh, at the intricacies and okay. the workings of the vault and see if he can figure it out. All right, you spend some time doing that. You don't need to roll or anything. It'll just take uh, take quite a few days, but you can start the process now for sure. Okay. Um, the rest of you were relaxing. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Back on the promontory, the orc promontory, which one of you got like kind of naked and threw off all your gear? Real? Real. Had to because I was growing and. Yeah, there was something we missed on the previous session that now has come to light. It was, uh, I think Puck got some sort of magical, picked up some sort of magical yeah, item. Yeah, Puck picked up your gear and he scooped up a magical a necklace. necklace. Yes, I have that listed. It's unknown. You do have that. And oh. it is on my person somewhere but you know yeah you can uh tune it uh as soon as you wake up oh yeah just spend the time doing it all right we'll fast forward to a new day everyone's now got all of their spells back um your hit points are back excuse me you're good to go uh real you have been able to attune that and i have its information if it's not appropriate to me i could give it to someone else but they can they have to reattune it right. at that point. Okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, it's cursed. You Here you go. <laughs> there it is. This is a shaman necklace of healing. I throw it out the window. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no good to anybody. No good to anybody. After you make a healing roll, you may re-roll all the healing dice and then take either result, and you can do this twice per long rest. Wow. That's nice. super cool for Puck. Rills Rills got some healing. No, 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 I know. Elmo's got some healing. Rill does good rolls, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Can I... uh, And that wasn't, by the way, healing spell. That was healing. Yeah. Uh, Okay, okay. Uh, Can I have attuned that uh, hourglass that you got out of the vault? Yeah, it involves a lot of close time and turning it upside down and back and forth and really in close and connecting your magic to it to really get a good connection with it. Is that what you want? Yep. All right. It has been recorded that he said yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And such so begins the chain of events. You have been able to identify this item and attune it to yourself if you want, for it is not cursed. It is not cursed. 
You have identified this as a phantom hourglass. It is a strong magical item of protection. Uh, it, the glass is uh, as strong as steel, so it's not easily uh, broken in any way whatsoever. The hourglass has four charges and gets back 1d4 plus one per day, so it may not get them all back. Mm-hmm. And as a says action, I'm going to make that bonus. As a bonus action, you can activate it, flip it over, consuming two of the charges and flipping it over and allowing the sand to pour in one direction and the sand will pour for 10 minutes in total time. During those 10 minutes, any creatures, any creatures at all within 10 feet of the sand pouring hourglass are immune to fear, they are immune to psychic damage, and they are immune to necrotic damage. Cool. Not, pretty much not, everything we normally face. It's pretty <laughs> strong. We're going to the graveyards, fellas! Any creature that moves more than 10 feet away from the hourglass loses this immunity, and any creature enters and returns gains it. So it's like a, just an aura that anyone can move in and out of. While the sands are moving. Right. <laughs> but there's a catch. <laughs> There's a catch. I, I didn't put it in there. Um, it, it cannot be moved. I'm sorry, in correction. While moving, it does not provide the effect. Okay. And it is hungry. You must. Well, I will say it cancels the effect, so it'll use up charges. So it's a, it's a put-in-place zone is the intent behind it. It's in your possession. You can only have three items attuned to you. Yeah. You're good I'm with that? I'm not going to keep this. Okay. It's, I, it's a big, I have nowhere to put it. It's bigger than well, a my gold body. chain around <laughs> your neck. Label <laughs> flave. Totally. All right. Um, something I need it's to a new day. Me. What do you guys want to do? Someone would like to make a trip into town. You're in, you're in the town. You're good. <clears throat> Uh, well, into a specific place oh, in the town. All right. Puck, Puck would like to do this as well, but he's going to need some backup. Um, if you want to come with me, we can go do this stuff together if you want. Yeah. Unless I'm not the kind of backup you want. Oh, no, you're exactly <laughs> what I need. Okay. Um, can I attune to the explosive barrel? I just want <laughs> <laughs> As one charge. One charge. <laughs> refreshed every no. <laughs> he, Elmon would like to visit the Navy and Bowcrafters. Okay. Oh, yeah. And you're taking Puck with you. Yeah. The two of you are off. Okay. You yeah. head across town. And I'm also going to stop by the vault, deposit um, more of my platinum bars now. I just keep collecting these. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them everywhere. all. Everywhere. Yeah. All right. Uh, you go to uh, the Navy and uh, boat crafters, and they are closed, unfortunately. Closed. Aww. <laughs> Hi, Rose. Um, I wait. Is that <laughs> Give me that hourglass. Normal? <laughs> nope. And they're not closed, closed, but the door is just closed. Doesn't say we'll be back by 1215 yeah, or anything. But there's no like little clock no. there. You no, see a nose. No, no sundial with a we'll, we'll, we'll be back at. <laughs> you see a nose and finger and little fingertips and two eyes. Two elven eyes. Over. Sneak in next time. Um, okay, we'll come back later. All right. Like, you turn away and you hear the jingling of the bell and uh, customers going in and out. Right. <laughs> well, I guess we're on to your thing. You want, you want to go to the Bronze Guild? Yeah, let's... Look for this one-eyed bastard? Let's go visit your friend. 
Okay. So you're heading towards the Bronze Company Guildhouse. Is that correct? Yes. All right. You find such a place. It is a three-story guildhouse, um, like a massive big tavern that's not open to the public on the ground floor. And you guys come striding right in, looking, uh, trying to blend in, trying to stand out, weapons and armor. What's the plan? Weapons and armor for sure, but oh, nothing yeah. like not drawn. Okay. We're not like. Speak for yourself, our- Puck. <laughs> All right. You uh, stride inside. There is some music being played by a really, really bad minstrel. So it's glad that you didn't bring real with you. And. Uh, there is a bunch of tables, maybe seven, eight, nine tables with a bunch of people just lounging around. But these are not tavern folk. These are mercenary types waiting for work or traveling, trans- transiting through the city. And they're all just there, some drunk, some not, bored. There's a balcony of the second story and lots of heavy wood. It's thick with smoke from people smoking. And... The place goes wild west quiet Yeah. once Puck enters the door. Oh, crap, it's that place? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a, I'm going to close my notes and I'm going to listen intently. <laughs> um, from where we stand, do, do I see Jorn? You look around, you do not see Jorn. You see about 10 pairs of eyes all staring at you. There's multiple hands that are slowly going down underneath the table towards hilts of weapons. And uh, Elmon smiles slightly. Yeah. <laughs> you said it was a tavern, so there's a, is there a barkeep? There is not a barkeep, but there is a bar and there are drinks and stuff behind it. Oh, okay. So it's like, uh, serve yourself. Yeah. Um... I want to go up to the biggest, meanest looking, uh, looking, uh, dude there. All right. He's two dudes away. So you skirt around one dude. You walk up to the bigger guy and he stands up his chair loudly screeching on the wood floor. And is when he does almost all the other people do the same. They all stand up. And again, it's quiet once they do. Just the shift of little leather armor and stuff. As I, I walk there. up to that table like I own it. All right. He's looking down on it. He's really big and tall. Drop a bag of uh, 25 gold. He doesn't take his eyes off. Waiting for the trick. He's got his hand on his sword. That's fine. I'm, I'm just... Hey, hey, friendo. It looks like you probably know of me. <laughs> where's uh, where's my buddy Jorn? You mean our brother Jorn? That's fine. You're gonna you're gonna back him. You're gonna protect this guy. And you hear from the balcony above a slightly shrillish voice of someone you've never seen before. A fellow leaning over the balcony says, You dare come in here? I'm looking for Jorn. And we've been looking for you. I'm right here. Then you've made a fatal mistake. We'll see. Take him down. 
and they all draw their weapons and charge in. Yay! <laughs> this is gonna go bad. Probably. All right, and we are rolling initiative. Good luck. First up is Elmon Yabael. Um. You've got, oh, by the way, you've got about 10 guys on different tables and areas. You got this balcony section that you can get up the stairs to your right or to your left. It's like an old West Saloon style environment. Uh -huh. And on the far side, 10, 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 feet away on the balcony up above is the shrill guy who just ordered them to take you down. Puck, you're right next to one. And Elmon, there's a guy maybe 10 feet away from you. So question, um, can I cast, so if I have a spell that's a bonus action and then a spell that's an action, am I able to do both? Only if one is a cantrip. Okay. Um, Elmon takes uh, a, basically a step back. Okay. Back uh, against the door. Draws his bow, pulls up, says surprise, fires an arrow, but instead of just a single arrow that appears, instead, a huge volley of arrows spread out Hitting everything within a 60-foot cone Ooh. in front of him. That is not these three. Okay. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people. And they yeah. all must make um, wow. dexterity saving throws. Okay. On a fail, they take 3d8. On a success, they take half of that. Uh, dexterity saving some attention. throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Ooh, nothing for that guy. He got a critical success. Uh, nine. Nine. Critical success. 13 is a number. Nine. All right. 20. So half full. 13. Mm -hmm. Half. Full. And. Full. So nine points of damage for the people who failed. And then I guess four. Four. The rest. So that's some spread a damage. lackluster, but. Ah, that's, that's almost 50 in total but damage. But now, yeah. everybody's wounded. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> oh, mark it like this. I think I got these right. No, the crit people didn't take any damage, though. That, right. If that matters. Two of them didn't. Right. I guess um, two of them critically succeeded. Well, the guy next to me in this dude. And that yeah. I got. Um, I thought this... Yeah, yeah, we're good. I think that's it. <clears throat> All right, so boom. Arrows go just peppering out. This is a cool spell, right? Yeah, except the arrows like will appear, um, but then like... The the I basically it's a cone of identical weapons that shoot forward and then disappear. Oh, so it, they light them all up, right? And then yeah. they kind of just fade away, right? Oh, so there's no trace. All right, the thugs, the mercenaries, get to go next. The one right next to you, um, Puck is going to go, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, he's going to slice at you with his short sword, Puck. With a six and a 15 to hit. Nope. No, swing, swing. You're able to dodge both of those. There's a guy next to you, Elmon, who steps closer and swings twice with his sword. 
And he misses, and with the second attack, gets a 16 to hit. That will also be a miss. Oh, also misses. Two guys not too far away around a table, they fire off some crossbows, both at Elmon. A 12 and a 21. 21 will hit. Elmon is hit for five piercing damage. Two more fire crossbows. 16 and a 23. 23 will hit. Shoo, shoo. Five and five piercing damage into Elmon. 16 missed. 16. 16 missed. 16 missed. Wow. My okay. AC is 17. Then just five. Way. Nice. So those guys went. Thank you, armor of the Kadeen. Kadeen armor instead of leather Kadeen. One of the wounded guys moves over and flips over a smaller table to take cover. His buddy is actually has the same idea and is struggling to get his table over. A wounded one runs over towards Puck. One, two, three. Five, six, and we'll do a move, move, but he can't quite get there. And then his friend will shoot a crossbow twice at Buck. Gets a 13 and a 16. 16 hits. Hits you with five points of piercing. And next up is the guy on the balcony who called out the orders. Let's see what he does. He starts mumbling some strange magic words, uh, moves his arms around in the air, and does kind of a two hands together and pulls them open motion you saw just about 24 hours ago, and a creature appears that he has summoned. This creature is huge. It is a giant viper that appears magically and flops on the ground, not too far away from him. We'll use this thing. Giant viper splats on there. It kind of comes up to about seven feet, eight feet tall when it rears up just its uh, head section. The balcony itself kind of sags under its weight and it starts looking around and he is a little scared of it himself, but it just commands, kill the goblin! And that is his turn, and Puck, you're up. Um, okay, I'm gonna uh, light up a new spell called Insect Plague, and I'm gonna make a 20-foot radius sphere of uh, whirling, nasty... Varmint-like insects. Ooh, okay. This is, you're doing this around the serpent and the caster guy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, 20-foot radius, so it'll hit all four. And those two other guys. Yep. And they all need to make a constitution save. Biting locust, fill the thing. The sphere goes around corners. It remains for up to 10 minutes. You do have to concentrate on it. They're making what kind of save? Constitution. constitution. All right, here are the two little guys, thugs. They might be good at constitution. Let's see. Nope, they are not. I got a five and a four. Nope. They inhale the locusts. <laughs> a 14 for the spellcaster on the balcony. Nope. No? And a big bonus, but bad rolled te- uh, 10 for the viper. No, they all, all take, of them take all it take all. 26 damage. Jeez. The two 
thugs on the lower floor are surrounded by locusts that tear and eat and just turn them into bloody meat-dripping skeletons as they shriek and holler and just drop to the ground dead. The spellcaster, he just took how much? 26. Let me mark that down. He it just starts screaming. Ah, no, no, ah! And he is going to try and bolt from this scene. Uh, and he just is taking a, he's bloody and freaking out. And the viper takes that much, right? Mm-hmm. It does not seem phased in the slightest by that damage. It took the damage. It just made it all the more angry. Any other moves or actions there, Puck? Um, yeah, I'll disengage um, and move into the Okay. All right, you're trying to get tighter into the corner, get some protection. Then the serpent comes bursting out of the locust sphere swarm of evil smashes through the balcony railing and crashes onto a table, smashing it apart. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and comes racing across the uh, lower section. Then it goes ahead and continues its charge, and it's heading towards the closest bad guy, uh, which it only knows is the goblin. 5, 10, 15, 20 and is trying to get close and it ends its turn just racing right up to you and it's get gets its tail ready and is trying to swing it around with violence uh, but it can't get an attack off in this turn it is a new round it's weird as i still have avius and riff real on here and i'm just skipping past the <laughs> scary elmon you're up so the uh caster is left the caster is like, trying to leave. He has not left yet. You can still see his silhouette amongst all the in- insane bugs swarm okay. across the room. There's this giant viper, though, that's like 10 feet away from you. Shucks. What do you want to do? Um, Five. Four. Elmon's going to take... Three. Two. Uh, am I engaged with the guy you right are. in front of me? So Elmon will take... A move back and away from him. Okay. Um, drawing probably an opportunity attack at disadvantage, I assume. Not if you did a, a full, if that's your a disengage, then that. No, I'm not disengaging. You're doing a full move. I'm just moving away from him as 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 my Five, move. And how far back are you going? Um, to the stairs. All right. Perfect. And then. Um, yeah. Opportunity attack. Yep. Oh, sorry. Just one. No, it's at disadvantage. Oh, then it was. 14. Miss. Uh, Hunter's Mark will go up on the snake. On the Viper. I got you marked. And then two arrows streak out also at the Viper. All right. Good luck. Uh, First one is going to be with a poisoned arrow. This is interesting. Where'd you get the poisoned arrows from? I can't the remember. Orcs. The orcs. A long time ago. Oh. Oh, like uh, the the Bogleg orcs? Yeah. Nice. Sessions and sessions ago. Yes. Um, all right. So arrow streaks out. Natural one. Oh! 
A blue mist doesn't appear. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <clears throat> uh, you shoot and miss, and that gives an opportunity for two of the guys to get closer to you. Two guys take that opportunity to race right up to you. You can still have another shot. I will take another shot with another poisoned arrow. You'll be at disadvantage as they're in your face. I understand. This Uh, is at the Viper, though. Correct. 15 to hit. It hisses loudly as it sinks in. How much damage? It is wounded. Uh, Well, I need a six out of die. Um, Is this a monstrosity, per chance? Let me double check. It is beast. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, so it will take five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven points of damage, and it will have to make a DC fourteen Constitution save or become poisoned. Uh, sixteen. It is yeah, not so poisoned. Saved. And you got your hunter's mark bonus on that and everything. I did. Yes. Okay, eleven damage. Yeah, pretty weak hit. All in all. All right, done. Okay, uh, that was Elmon. The thugs get to go. There's one, the big guy that you were right next to, Puck. He comes in and charges at you and um, hits you twice with his sword. With a 19 and a critical hit. You were hit twice. Hit critically a lot. Avius, can yeah. you move that guy in the corner a little closer to yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on right on top of Puck. There you go. Perfect. Uh you are hit for five piercing and eight piercing. You die, goblin. And however, the two other guys that aren't too far away from you, there's two of these thugs between you and the giant serpent. Mm-hmm. They also kind of look over their shoulders at this giant serpenty thing and feel their gaze locked within it. And they do not move as they lock eyes with the giant serpent. There's a far guy at the other end of the room who shoots at you, Puck, with a crossbow for 22 and 15 to hit. 22 hits. 22 hits. That's five piercing. You're hit with another crossbow. There are two more guys in the rear that have been wounded. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Runs for the door and runs out the door. Uh, The other one takes... No, he wants that cover, but there's bees and things around. The other one's going to shoot a crossbow with disadvantage because of the partially blocking stairs at Elmon. Oh, an eight to hit and a 17? 17 will hit. Does barely get you in the uh, left shoulder for five piercing damage. And that leaves two more thugs left. These are both right on top of you, Elmon. And they attack you. Two hits, one misses, one hits you for a 19. Mm Mm-hmm. And one, again, misses and hits you for a 20. So you got hit for five and five piercing. Okay. And that's it for their turn. This is getting bloody. What are you guys' hit points at? Uh, 49 and 48. Oh, okay. You're looking good. I'm going to get rid of ABS, get rid of Rill. I know you wish you were there. <laughs> the only ones. Just having casual dinner. And- <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
a little chilly in here. We'll just stoke a fire. Yeah, there's cute, nice music sharing. playing in the background. You share a blanket, won't you? Share a blanket, yeah, absolutely. The sorcerer in the balcony, who's been surrounded by bees, uh, turns and runs, screaming, Ah, get him off! And he runs down the hallway in the second floor, and you lose sight of him. Bump, 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 bump. Puck, you're up. You've got roughly three guys around you, and then like 10 feet away is this giant serpent. Yeah. And you look and like, man, this thing's big. And man, those eyes are so big. And they're beautiful so beautiful. And mm-hmm. you feel yourself drawn to them. You need to make a wisdom saving throw. Well, that's, that's, that's easy. Easy peasy. With the 23. You <laughs> laugh at the serpent's attempt to draw you in with its gaze. And you may take your turn. Um, I'm going to let that insect plague uh, dissipate. And right. then I'm gonna light it up again, right, right on top of the snake, just to hit all three of those guys. Boom! Not far away from you at all. Shh, all of these massive uh, bugs start swarming around. What what level spell is that? Just my curiosity. It's a, it's a five. But you, oh, you can I only can't cast do that, son of a bitch. No, you only get right. Cast yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was five levels higher. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Okay, so uh, what I'll uh, do you I'll, still do? You, hold on, sorry to interrupt. I know you're planning. Uh, did you still want to remove it from its original no, I'll spot? Leave it okay, there. I'll just, so um, leaving the bugs back on the balcony. I will eldritch blast the snake. All right, you're gonna use a cantrip instead. His <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count. A lot of small things on the board. Uh, t- uh, Twenty-six. That's definitely a hit. Panicked puck launches it and hits him point blank. For uh, 14 points of damage. That's a hit. It's a hell of a cantrip. All right. It's a can. It, it's a can trip. <laughs> trip, yeah. And then I'll do two bombs of the summer court as a bonus action on yourself. On All right. Which I use my shield with. So, so for nine, eight. Excuse me. No, nine. Math's terrible. All right. The serpent snaps at you with its. Uh, jaws, but it's kind of a faint, and it's got such a long neck, it can't even reach you, even though there's a bit of a gap in space, you're 10 feet away. But instead, it's real attack, real, real attack. It lashes out with its tail, and it is fast, and it is accurate, right at your little goblin skull. With a natural 20. Oh! I feel like that, that roll into the into the, into the guy shouldn't, should have, uh, Shunk. You are hit for 15 bludgeoning damage. And you will make a dexterity save at disadvantage due to its critical hit or be knocked prone. A six. Shoom. Puck is hit and slammed against the wall. You kind of just drip down the wall into a, a puck pool at the bottom. And you're stuck in the corner surrounded by bad guys. And the snake's gonna start uh, trying to uh, get you for kid. Um, it is a new round. Elmon, you're up. Uh, so Puck's like tight in that corner, right? You can't see Puck at Perfect. all, but you just hear him going. El- Elmon will again say surprise, and um, the same effect as before. You will get another. Um, Barrage of arrows. Magical arrows go flying out like a shotgun blast. Yep. Um, and straight ahead of him, so the two in front of him, 
the snake and the two guys uh, in front of Puck should yeah, all... Just not those. Yeah. Great. Um, and you're so rolling dex, damage, and I'm rolling dex yeah, saves. Yeah, dex saving throws. All right, here's the two guys next to you. Um, 12, 20. So what was the damage there? Um, so 10 to 1, and then I guess the other one, if it's a natural 20. Was it a natural? 20? No, no, no. Uh, 10 and 5. Okay. And then that guy fails. I don't have another die. Here we go. The other guy in the back uh, eats a magic arrow badly. He's it. And then the snake itself. I don't know what it's de how dexterous it is. It's moderately. The snake gets a 21. Yeah. Takes half damage. So that was five points of damage. Yep. The snake is looking a little on the bloody side. And Elmon will... Uh... Oh, and by the way, the, also the bar is behind all of that, so uh -huh. all these glasses are just shattering. There's all this chaos. Things are falling off, and then but then there's no arrows. There's just holes in the wall. The glass. <laughs> um, let's see. I, uh, I did catch the Die Hard reference, yeah, by you. the way. <laughs> what else? Uh, Elmon will use his, both his move and his dash to get to the other corner of the room. Eight, nine, ten. Okay. Yeah. All right. Triggering some <laughs> opportunity attacks. Yes. Here's one of them with a 13. Oh, and a 12. Yep, both men. This advantage is fantastic. You're so nimble. Yep. Cartwheeling up the stairs. You're now on the balcony in the corner. And it is their turn. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. They are charging after you up on the second balcony, two of them but they can't quite get there. Uh, there's a guy who's been shooting with a crossbow who can't quite get to you. He moves locations and shoots at you, Elmont, still with disadvantage because you've got some cover, just your shoulders he, and the head are pocket out. This? No. no, that's his yeah, marker, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a guy on the ground who shoots crossbow at you, Elmont, with a 15? Miss. Misses. And your armor class is not including your shield and stuff, right? Correct. Nice. If 17 is without, 19 would be with shield. There is a, another guy on the ground, one of these thugs, and he is running out a back door and disappearing. There's a guy right next to Puck, and this is the big guy, the guy you were next to, and he says, no one messes with one of our brothers. He steps on your belly, and with advantage, will plunge his short sword into you twice, I believe. Let's find out. With a 17. Yeah. And a 21. Yeah, five piercing yeah. plus five piercing. Little pin cushion puck. And just laughs each time. <laughs> and... Those guys, there's two more. They are still locked in vision. Two more of those thugs are locked in vision with this crazy weird serpent. That gun, guys, not that gun. Uh, Puck, you're up. <laughs> Puck's pondering something. Yeah, he's pondering something. Yes. Um, what do you want to do? You got five seconds. Four. Uh, I'm going to turn into a, uh, a great uh, giant tiger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. And... Turn into a giant octopus. Well, that will take your action. 
That will take my action. And then your move would be, half of your move would be to stand up. Yeah, I'll just, I'll do that and stand up. All right, shoom, the puddle of puck that's being stabbed turns into a tiger. You are able to stand up, lifting the leg off of the brute who's been stepping on you. And he stands back. What the hell? And puck is done. The viper doesn't like this and is going to uh, try to bite you with poison dripping fangs, Puck. However, it is startled by what it just saw and will have disadvantage on the attack. This is more of a reflexive bite. Good luck. Big dripping green fangs coming your way. With a 15. Nope. Oh, oh actually, hold on. That's probably gonna hit. It wouldn't have hit Puck, but it will hit the tiger. All right. The tiger is hit for 16 piercing damage. Jesus. And you must make a constitution saving throw as the poison starts to burn. Natural 20. I will ignore the rest of all my poison (laughs) information on here. Wow. I will ignore it. And you in tiger form will be completely resistant to any poison effects. How's that? Wow. Like this breed of tiger is native to this location of the viper. <laughs> He's like, it's like the like mongoose. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. one who appreciates it is one of the thugs who's leaving. He's like, oh, I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Okay, cool. It is a new round. Elmon, you're on the second story balcony in so the corner. I'm going to keep moving around with a move and a dash. Okay, you're Stay, going around? St- yeah, staying ahead of his pursuers. Okay. Uh, and then we'll um, fire two magical arrows at the viper first one uh using sharpshooter good luck um make your 50 50 for sharpshooter 14 hits it right in the head it's gotta be good 27 points of damage Oh, that arrow almost goes through. It's got the Steve Martin through half on one side, half of the other. The thing hisses in Puck. You can see blood dripping out of its mouth amongst its fangs. And then the second magical arrow also shoots out at him. Uh, No sharpshooter this time. For a 23 to hit. Hits. Doing... Nine more points of damage. Nine more points. The creature is bloodied badly, but still surviving barely. Try and be good. All right, two thugs continue to chase around the balcony. And uh, yeah, I guess you guys are all able to skirt around those evil bees. And there's a guy on the balcony ground who's trying to shoot at you, Elmon, but you still have some partial cover. He takes a shot and with the 13, his shot goes wild. He gets two shots. (laughs) <laughs> That's even worse. Almost hits his friends. And that leaves the last punk dude. I think those might be there. Yep. Uh, the last punk dude, uh, the big guy next to you, punk. He's standing on top of me. Yeah. He steps back. Oh, he's probably not standing on top of the tiger. No, he took his foot off. You can make an intimidation roll with your tiger. Or I guess that might be pucks. <laughs> Uh, 19. Okay. He backs up and just says, I don't want any of this. This is insane. And he sees this crazy tiger and this giant viper and he runs for it. Two, three, four. 
four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And it's trying. Does he get a, he gets a, a, a opportunity attack? Yeah, there, right. He runs for it. He's trying to run towards the back door. As he leaves your area, the tiger can bite out. A twelve. Twelve, I think, is pretty good miss. A twelve hits. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that. Um. For nine points of damage. Nine points. Got it. You uh, you rake him across the back, let's say. Bum, bum, bum. That guy's gone. Puck Puck the tiger is up. I'm going to jump at this snake's throat. You're jumping at the snake's throat. Can you yell, they're great, as you do it? (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. All right. You leap through the air at the giant viper. And just, just teeth out. With a uh, nine. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. It is able to swat you aside and you are knocked aside. And as soon as you land, thankfully you land on your feet. Uh, the bad news is though, is that you uh, lock eyes with the beast. Oh yeah. And are resistant to its gaze. That's right. You're good. Very good. Um, done. And the viper returns the favor and bites down upon you with its bite. Not a disadvantage this time. And gets a 17. Oh, uh, yeah. Crunch into the tigery striped flesh for 16 piercing damage. Sus. Are you still tigered up? Oh, yeah. I'm about to lose that tiger for oh, yeah. you. Uh, you. You do not need to make a constitution saving throw. That's right. You are resilient to this poison. <laughs> Uh, the snake seems confused. Elmon. Um, move and dash. Continue okay. to stay ahead of my pursuers. Right, you're now on the other side of the whole room <laughs> on the bottom floor stairs. Um, before I did, I turn around and look at them like tired yet and then like <laughs> continue to move on. Um, and I will fire my first arrow. Um, at the viper's head. Over the tiger, you fire at the viper. Uh, using a, uh, yes, a magical arrow again. Much as I hate to use these, feels appropriate. It's 11, so 27 to hit. Hits. What's the damage? 16. You skewer it with another arrow. It's got several in it, and its head is bobbing badly, blood dripping everywhere. It is slick with blood, but it is still and then alive. It takes another arrow, yet again, and magical. So twenty-five hits, taking fourteen more points of damage. How would you like to take this creature down? Uh, the final two arrows go in basically almost you know like one following the other um shooting the first one out yeah <laughs> almost it, um the it goes in kind of pierces like it's it's just got done snapping at puck its mouth is open the first arrow goes in kind of at a at a too much of a can't doesn't quite fatal blow in the mouth but the second arrow slink um flies back into the back of its throat, rears up and falls over backwards, dead. Crushing and killing one of the- Perfect. uh, Paralyzed visioned thugs. Nice. 
The chaos goes quiet. There's a tinkle of broken glass that falls off of the bar shelves uh, not too far away. There are a couple thugs in the room. Two uh, that have been chasing you, Elmon, around the balcony stop about maybe 20, 30 feet away from you. And one of them drops his short sword on the balcony, holds up his hands. The other one's not dropping his weapon, but is just kind of looking at his friend like, are we, are we done? And they're not closing in on any way. And Puck right next to you is a guy as well. Uh, he's just kind of shaking his head, coming out of this weird, magical daze. Mm. And a tiger's going to bite at his face. <laughs> Okay, you don't have to roll. You easily get a critical hit on his jugular. It's just all nice and quiet. And then you just uh, weird dream <laughs> ripping apart this guy's throat and Elmon anything you would like to do um uh you know arrow pointing at the other two and sort of give them like a shoe motion as in like go away uh they I'd give them an opportunity they run one still has a sword but they run and then as they're running tell Jorn we're coming and hell's coming with us <laughs> All right, so there's a couple other guys in the room, and they're also going to bolt unless you guys have anything to do about it. They're mm-hmm. running. It's Elmon and a bloody tiger and a vastly destroyed, overturned, crazy guild hall still spinning around with bees in it. <laughs> uh, I'll turn back into Puck and let Shoot. the bees disperse. The bees fade. And then do a uh, level three heal on each of us. Okay. Elmon, you come close. He places a hand on you and healing energy passes between the two of you. Tingly. Uh, 24. Sweet. I'm one point of damage left. And look at that. 16, uh, 25. Those are huge heals. Nice. Some of your best heals. Mm-hmm. Avius and Rill will never believe this. <laughs> <laughs> we're just finishing our tea cakes while you're... <laughs> I had no I've, idea we were no, going to No, I had no idea either. This, all this was going to happen. <laughs> you, really? <laughs> you charged into room, essentially called everyone a bitch. <laughs> and proved it <laughs> i said I, nothing yeah oh, well i didn't call anybody i just wanted the one i dude <laughs> i was willing to pay the rest of them off they were dumb yeah i was gonna offer money too for people to stay out of uh it. and then let's let's go after the one guy who summoned the viper upstairs yeah you guys go upstairs and uh walk <laughs> down the hall there is a couple doors you pass by. Sword and shield's out at this point. All right. On. As you walk past one, a uh, door opens. There's a door. There's yeah. a guy in there, I'm and he sees you. Playing. He immediately just <laughs> holds up his hands and closes the door. Uh, you know there's other people in this facility, but everyone is just staying out door. of the bloody chaos. You make your way upstairs. Come out and <laughs> <laughs> uh, pass some more bedrooms and get to the third floor where there is a guild hall main office type thing where the work of the mercenary group can be done. 
There's a small little foyer type area. You can hear some conversation uh, upstairs. And as you walk up these stairs and head towards this little mini foyer, footsteps quickly approach and it is a badly bitten sorcerer guy with all these millions of little bumps of infectious bee locust things all over his face. And he comes uh, running up and says, don't kill me, don't kill me. What, what, he's in there. You can have him. Do you have any calamine lotion? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna take him. He's... If, if your little guild here comes after me again, We'll be back with friends. You'll never hear from us again. Very good. He steps to the side. I'm better to mess with the the, the Yabael for. <laughs> back, back at the manor, Atheist like, has, has just kind of like this upset feeling in his stomach. She's like, oh, indigestion. <laughs> you step into the main office area where this guy was is his office. And instead, there's only one other individual, and it is a one-eyed former veteran uh, from um, of this group. His <laughs> name is Jorn, formerly the employee of Malil the Nobleman. He is kind of just as wedged as deep into a chair, and the chair is wedged into the corner as possible. The, there's a sword and there's a knife, but they're on a table like 10 feet away that he's not even reaching for. He has slunk back and he is saying the following brave words to you to show you, because he's been a veteran for a long time. Jorn says, no, no, no. And he puts out his hand, no, no. And he just starts crying. There are tears coming down his eyes. No. His eye. <laughs> <laughs> he has half the tears. <laughs> You're not crying enough, old man. <laughs> Don't hurt me. No. No. Big, big, big guy now, huh? Please! Sending your lackeys after me? No! Chicken shit, Jorn. No, don't hurt me! I'm gonna give you a choice. What? I take an arm and a leg, or I take your other eye. No! No! It's your choice. No! Uh, he is uh, not able to rationally make the decision. <laughs> and just keeps crying and holding out his hands. He even turns to his savior, Elmon. Please, please. Begging for you. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what you want me to do. It's a goblin. Puck's gonna take his eye. You uh, walk up. Oh. And the podcast takes a turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And darkness descends and we will fade away from the guild house. Yeah. Ooh. It's been uh, a little bit longer than you thought their trip would be. <laughs> and you hear a jingle of a bell as someone coming through the gate. And in comes Elmon, looking none the worse for wear. Behind him comes a very bloodied puck. And all you can see is blood across his face, his right wrist where he did something with it, and just this big white gobliny smile. And he's holding an eye <laughs> in his mouth. 
Uh, Elmon, you proudly, I, I'm assuming, maybe not, uh, drop a small chest you have unlocked that you took from the guild house. I feel a little dirty. So I don't, I don't know. Proud is probably not the right <laughs> word. Um, but yeah, just kind of nonchalant, I suppose. All right. They walk in and toss a big, heavy, not a big, a small, heavy chest that flops on the table loudly. Ooh, what's this? It's a chest. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so it's a chest. Uh, inside is at least a thousand gold, you're sure. Oh, change of heart, uh, Elmon. Uh, paying me back, I appreciate it. Kind of you. This is split between Puck and I. Uh, <laughs> um, no, um, we'll I mean, I'm fine splitting it. Yeah, yeah. Real... So 250? Uh, it's actually turned out, once all the counting's done by someone, it came, comes out to 1,200 gold. So 300 each. Yes. <laughs> Elmon will keep the chest itself because he has so much gold, he oh, feels like Jesus. he needs a second. He'll put that up in his room. You were also able to locate in the guild hall before you left eight plus one magical crossbow bolts. If anyone wants to take those. Do you have, I thought you gave up that crossbow. I thought you. I did. I'll give them to real if you want them. Oh yeah, I'll take them. Absolutely. Eight plus one one to hit and damage. Correct. I also want to uh, give that hourglass to real. All right, you walk up to real. What are you going to say about this thing? Don't, don't use it. <laughs> uh, you might be interested in this. I like it, but I, I don't have any place to put it. Unless you want to tell me where you got that nice bag. Uh, I, I don't know about the, the bag, but uh, I have a lovely necklace. Yeah? I uh, trade. Let's trade. Goblin trade. <laughs> uh, one necklace for one... What am I getting? It is a hourglass. Uh, phantom hourglass. Oh, the phantom hourglass. It has four charges, uh, protects against, er, four charges. Uh, it's protection immune to, uh, I don't remember, fear. Fear effects, um, uh, la, 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 I had it here, uh, necrotic damage and psychic damage. Okay. But there are conditions. There are some conditions. It's essentially you flip it over. It's good for ten. It's good for a combat, essentially, or ten minutes, and it stays put in the small, small zone. So if you're in a tight spot, you know you're going to be. It can give you lots of protection against so, dark things. Okay. Question about that: Does the zone stay in space, or and like if the hourglass moves, the zone just stays behind, no. or does the hourglass have to stay stationary? We'll phrase it this way. The moment you pick up the hourglass okay. again, the charge, the effect ends, you have to... So you put the hourglass down, down. somewhere, and yeah. then it has a 10-foot globe around. Yep. Okay. And very limited radius, but very powerful if you're stationary in that radius against the right enemies. Uh, those of you need to rest, need to rest. Uh, anyone else? What do you want to do? Who do you want to go see? Anything you want to tackle? Let me know. I still want to go Alias, to real. find out the hours of the, well. when the bow crafters open. Well, not today. Fair enough. Um, real puck? I've got two I'm sorry, real and Avius. You guys were out for go ahead. it. Well, Avius is curious uh, as to where all these orcs uh, are hiding and thinks maybe they may be underground and wants to go exploring. Let's say you walk up to Rill while Puck and Elmon are resting. You and Rill have developed a little uh, tea and crumpets kind of gathering every so often. <laughs> if while that's what off. you want to call it. <laughs> and uh, what do you what do you say to him? 
Real, I, I've been wondering. I wonder where they are too. I'm sure they're in trouble. <laughs> well, uh, the elves, uh, when they came back the other day, uh, uh, they said they did not encounter as many orcs as they expected. Yes, I thought that was odd. I'm uh, wondering if perhaps uh, the rest of them may be underground as well, uh, like the ones we found. Uh, possibly. Uh, I know Elmon had some paper, some document that he acquired. It led us to uh, Aridithel, but uh, I don't know what else came of it. Uh, what else do you know? Why? I know many things. How long do we have? <laughs> have a seat. More crumpets, please, Samara. I'll provide the tea bags. <laughs> what do you suggest? I I think maybe we should go and uh, explore the, some of the deeper regions of the tunnels underground. Not by ourselves. No, no, no. Uh, once, once real. Uh, I mean, once uh, Puck and Elmon return, wherever they are, why why are they taking so long? Absolutely, the orcs are a huge threat. We should go deal with them. As soon as possible. Uh, sirs, says Samara, here is your crumpets, and if it's all right, I'd like uh, permission to destroy all of the clothes you brought home with you from your last adventure. But forever, why? <laughs> the smell, my man, the smell. It is horrible, and I cannot get it out. Huh. Getting things out is not my forte. Um... I could use some prestidigitation on it. It will take far more than that. Here, I, I at, will at level nine, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll see about uh, some house funds that might be able to get you a new robe to replace it. But this, you cannot go around town smelling like this. Why, real? Uh, maybe we should go shopping. I was just going to mention that. I find that uh, my my efforts into creating my my new uh, symphony piece is going to require a lot more effort in regards to instrumentation and quality, and these are just... They're snoring coming from the other side yeah. of the table. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No appreciation for my music. I just want a robe, man. <laughs> I am determined to be the only bard who's proficient in the accordion. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, absolutely. We can go, uh, all go. right. We will fast forward through a shopping montage, 80s style, <laughs> trying on different outfits and robes again. What are you guys looking for? Oh, lots of pockets. Okay. Yeah, I got that. I got the robe. Uh, considering what I have with the loot, it's more of a traveler's kind of loot. Uh, I'm looking for something. I don't want to be over. I, I I do want to be over the top, but I don't think it's. You realistic. want an electric? You want a plug-in version? I want to. I want to. <laughs> need that new that new man of string. You know, <laughs> that's what I need. Uh, potentially magical, if possible. I don't know if that's even the case, mm -hmm. but certainly a much higher quality loot. All right, you are able to find a high-end shop in Old Town, not too far away from the nobles' quarters, that has some musical instruments, some unique decor items. You are 
not allowed to bring weapons onto the premises. You're able to see these different musical instruments. None of them are magical, but they are all of higher quality, much higher quality than you currently have. They're not the most durable either, though. Oh, that is a problem. Yeah. Uh, they sound fantastic. Sound though. fantastic. I don't know if you want to yeah, have house a house loot. Yeah, house loot or not. House loot. No, this is. I do want it to have some degree of uh, sturdiness. All right. So if this won't work, that's fine. I can wait for another time. All right. Anything else? Rill and Avius. I wonder if there's an artificer in town. You have not been able to find one. Okay. Nope. (laughs) I've concluded everything that I can do. We can wait for the bloody mess to appear at our doorstep. Yeah. They then uh, return. They drop off the chest and uh, flop an eye on the table. Oh, no, 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 no. No? Uh-uh, that's kept in a uh, pouch in, uh, close, inside, close. inside of the armor. All right. Yeah. Close to your own heart? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Worn as a medallion. Yeah. Every now and then he just opens the coat. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there seems to be some concern about the orcs that may still be in town. Master Avius was talking about. They got underground somehow. Yes, I I say we investigate to perhaps where or uh, they entered or where they are now. I know time is precious, but these two look like they could use a rest. At least, Master Puck. Uh, yes, we both need a rest, I believe. But if time is not, if time is an issue, then I can certainly play you a tune to restore as much as I can. You bloodied goblin. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Me. I need four hours. <laughs> All right. Uh, they, I think it's more tired with the magic that they spent. Yeah. All right. You guys want to let them rest then? Rest away. All right. They rest. It is then uh, night time when you two are still asleep, Puck and Elmon. And there is a ring of a bell. How many rings? Single ring. (laughs) Single ring. And Yash says, someone's uh, at the gate. I'll see who it is. Very good. And we don't get any visitors. This hour? Uh, I will go out with Yash. Okay. You walk out across the garden, which is looking uh, a little overrun, but still very more lush and full. Than before. They're little kids and doing his job. <laughs> Get to work. He's being overtasked. And you head out to the gate. And you open the gate with loot pointing at the ready. <laughs> you open the gate and you see there is a homeless man there. He says, spare some coins. And holds out a a homeless hand. <laughs> How is uh, that different from a regular hand? It's you can tell. It has no pocket. Is there still the uh, enchantment that seems to be resonating here? Yes. And this guy just wanders up. Yes. Uh, no coin here for you. He looks at uh, Yash and then leans in closer to you and says, surely you can spare something. And as he gets close to you, he whispers, 
You've taken too long. Why haven't you found me? And pulls his head back again. Uh, I'm, hung, come I'm hungry. Inside. Oh. <laughs> and he comes in. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and guide him towards the the property. Uh, sir, says Yash, are you sure this is appropriate? It is a late hour and dinner has already been served. Uh, for this, we will make an exception. And Yash does not seem pleased by this. Uh, and you, uh, get everyone back inside. Avius, you were at your room slash study, uh-huh. poking your head out yep. and see a homeless guy being led in by Rill. I do. Oh, hello there. Do I recognize him? As, yes. As okay. Ah, yes. Well, well, hello. Uh, what, what do you have need of this evening? He nods and says, uh, some food. Very well. Uh, real. Uh, why don't we take him, uh, uh, into the kitchen? Uh, Yash, uh, you're, you're done for the evening. Uh, we can take care of this. He looks confused, but happy. <laughs> yes. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and off he goes. The three of you, Rill and Avius and the homeless guy, enter the kitchen. He sits down and crashes and takes his uh, worn little cap off and sits down, and his tone of his voice from a less raspy into a much more clear voice uh, takes over. Yeah, I really could use some food, though. (laughs) Oh, we have crumpets and tea bags. Oh, I need something more than that. And he gets up and starts trying to help himself a little bit. Uh, you recognize this as uh, Karim, the uh, scout, the spy of the conciliators. Well, agent? Agent. That's a good one. Well, what news do you have for us? He says, oh, there's been some, uh, some interesting, interesting days have been occurring, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes, uh, I would say. Did you have anything to do with that fire? Which, which, <laughs> be more specific, good man. There's the big fire, west side of the city in the Guildsman district. Not me. Oh. Well, there was that, and then apparently I've been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of comments from some associates of mine that were concerned about the purple smoke. Did you see any of that? Oh. Most certainly. Yes, we've seen some purple smoke. But that's not why I'm here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some cookies? He says, look, uh, our friends, the conciliators, uh, they have a problem. One of their own has gone missing. Uh, Valian, you might know her. Mm. Uh, her? Yes, she's one of the uh, warrior clerics. Um, b- perhaps if I, if I saw her, I could recognize her, but, uh... Well, she is a, uh, oh, uh, a, a holy warrior of the conciliators, where I might gather information and you might perform, let's call it troubleshooting. Uh, she's more of a protective and then brute force object to deal with the chaos cults. And, uh... How long has she been missing? Well, three days now. (laughs) She's never gone missing before. She always reports for duty. She does her job amazingly well. 
And this is unlike her. I had chatted with her briefly, and she was uh, mentioning something about the Chaos Cult and protecting a shop. But that's all she would say. She left with another of the uh, Holy Warriors. I don't have a name, unfortunately. And the two of them went off to, to crack some skulls. And they've been gone, so the conciliators have asked for you just to keep an eye or an ear open uh, for her. Well, uh, we certainly will. Protecting a shop, yes? That's what she said. Hmm. Hmm. Well, okay. Is this wine? Can I? Oh, yes. Help yourself. It's a a 1472 Chianti. (laughs) He takes an expensive bottle. Well, it's only one year old. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1470. But he fills up a big tankard with it. It's got a canteen. You know. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, well, you know something about this smoke then? Uh, only that I've we've seen it uh, uh, appear uh, the other night when some of the chaotic happenings around the city were happening. Yeah. It, was, it seems to be associated with those. And there was a creature, human, person, who was, who seemed to be causing it, and then vanished away before we could stop him. Yes, yes, we, we tried to capture or perhaps even uh, put an end to him, but he got away, unfortunately. I have a... I have a friend, you could say, who mentions something about the smoke and mentions the four of you. He might be able to uh, provide some information, and I'm here for who I work for, the conciliators, but he also said I should drop by and see if it's all right for him to say hello. Uh, uh who's this friend? Um, it's probably best if he tells you himself. He likes to be that way. I don't keep the usual company, as you can imagine. Imagine me going to some innkeeper's house and trying to describe that you want to come pay, pay him a visit with a goblin or something. It's, it's We live in different worlds, and... He'd like to drop by, but uh, only if you would like to receive him. Uh, Unless th- you got your hands full, I know you uh, get into some trouble of your own. Does he? Uh, does he know our location? Yeah. And he knows how to find uh, our manor. Um. See, uh, take me be an hour. Man, I'd, he could probably be be here in about two hours. How I did think. you find uh, us, by the way? Oh. It's me. <laughs> he does a little Fonzie. <laughs> Come on. Hey. Come on. I, my job is to find people it's, and get information. And I heard you had a house like a couple weeks ago, and I, it took me a while to find it. But once I found it, now I know where you're at. Yes, I see. Uh, uh, don't spread the word, please. Oh, you got it. So All right. we're not taking... Uh, any visitors this evening? Uh, well, uh, it's late, but uh, I hate to sit on this another eve. 
But uh, if you know where he is and he can make haste, then... All right. Well, I'll take this and one of these and, and, the, and, the, uh, and a few of these. No, hey, hey. Uh, uh, at least give me the Walks blade, out with please. a candelabra. <laughs> a table. <laughs> Piano. Yash. Um, <laughs> yes. Hey, what? He's all right. Well, thanks for the uh, dinner and uh, good luck out there. Uh, thanks. Uh, we'll keep an eye out for uh, Valian and her compatriot. He opens up the door and goes to close it and stops and turns around and says, and hey, be careful out there. <laughs> <laughs> then he leaves dramatically. Good luck. We're all counting. <laughs> what a douche wagon. <laughs> Vocabulary is very colorful. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, what would you like to do? I guess we're waiting on yeah, no name. All right. To no show up. The show two name. of you chill out and wait. Elmon, you can be up. Okay. Because you need half the sleep of everyone else, right? Yeah. All right. Um, Puck, you, you are asleep. Oh, yeah, you don't actually sleep. So no. And Puck, uh, Puck is like a, a bizarrely heavy sleeper. He's like a yeah. cat you can like pick up and hold upside down until it's time to wake up. He is asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's out, uh, but the three of you are up, and what do you tell Elmon as he comes downstairs looking quite refreshed? You you look quite refreshed after your ordeal. We may be having a visitor, but I don't know what to expect. There's a lot of mystery and intrigue surrounding it. Perhaps we gain some knowledge of the cults, perhaps we do not, but uh, there's just some... This purple smoke seems to be uh, quite important. I, okay, um, where, what, how do we... It's supposed to be coming visitor? here, a visitor, yes. How do we know this? Uh, from the prior visitor. Oh, a lot's been happening while you've been resting. What visitor? Uh, well, see, once a month, Mother Nature comes and brings... Oh, oh, uh, Real? Uh, what visitor? Uh, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, agents of the conciliators. Ah managed to show up. How you found this place, I don't know, given the magics contained we're in. Within. I, while I was resting, um, I was thinking about the Bane Warrens. What do you all remember the context of that? That was that the last noted place that I had any information of uh, a place to search, but the and information was very uh, sketchy at best. Was there a mention of Gothgall Amet with that? No, not no. in that. No, it was just uh, what the Actually, deceased boy we'll know that. said. That's where he was killed. Wait, what? Uh, the the boy uh, up in the attic at yep. Crooked Nodes' house, uh, the boy. He we, when when real talked to him, said he was he was killed at the Bane Morns. Okay. Strange. What something's on your mind? Just I must take better notes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last I heard, Gothgo Gamel was uh, uh, atop the spire. Yes. And Nothing. Somehow 
convoluted those two. You must learn subjects. spacing. <laughs> he knows when you've been sleeping. <laughs> he knows when you're awake. Well, I should. And if you do not worship him, his soul you will take. <laughs> um, if we're getting a new visitor, uh, hopefully Puck has finished his rest and can join us. Puck has not finished his rest. Would you like to in- interrupt his rest? Well, he needs his rest. Okay, so you're letting him rest. Yeah. Puck's yeah. rest. I envision while Puck is resting, he's randomly changing into shapes. In shapes. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Tentacles burst out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a dream. Just leave him alone. <laughs> Ink goes everywhere. <laughs> his wet dream. <laughs> yep. All right. Some time goes by. About two and a half hours later, it's around 10, 11 o'clock at night. You guys wait and there's no jingle of a bell. I don't know if this person is going to show up. It's been far past the time that uh, they said he would be here. Uh, Rill is taken to actually watching the gate itself to see. So you're outside? Out, outside, yes. Okay. Um, as as the there. hour is approaching, I'm, yeah, right. we realize eh, it's a little late. Let's take a look and see. Elmon's going to go outside with him. Okay. Uh, Elmon and Rill, you may make perception rolls, please. <laughs> Ten? <laughs> Ten in unison. <laughs> you guys see nothing. Avius, back inside the house, you hear a... Long metallic, almost metallicish, tearing noise coming from the conservatory on the ground floor. So that's the nice little lounging room yeah. surrounded by glass on the walls and the ceiling. Oh, oh my goodness! What is this? And I in that way. You head that way. You see in the conservatory there are a couple of uh, sitting chairs. There's uh, one long lounging style chair that you kept from the original owners. And there is an old man with his back to you laying in that chair. Uh, uh, hello? And a little hand, still not looking at you, rises. Good evening. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, Welcome to my shop. <laughs> <laughs> who, who might you be? He says, still without even, you're not even seeing, you're seeing the back of his uh, thinning hair there. He says, mm, I'm uh, Niall Hazelton. I like to be called Hazelton. Uh, Mr. Hazelton, actually. Well, yes, um... I am Avius Katorum. Uh, it's it's nice for you to meet me. <laughs> oh, I've I have heard of you, Mr. Katorum. Yes, you have. I'm sure. I've not heard of you. I am sure of that as well. Uh, what brings you here? Mm, dire times, I'd say. You're tired. Oh, well, you have an extra bed. No, dire times. Dire. Rill and Elmon, you can see there is a conversation happening in the conservatory. You can see this from outside. And there's well, a man there. There are air quotes going on. <laughs> uh, it seems we're, we're in the wrong place. <laughs> we're late for our meeting. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Avius walks further into the room to uh, kind of face. All right. You can pull Mr. up a little chair and sit, Mr. Hazelton. sit across to him from him if you want. Yeah. All right. He is a 
old fellow uh, in a robe and a nice shirt and some nice pants. He's got some glasses that kind of hang off of his nose a bit. Like a smoking jacket robe? Nope. No? Nope. Like a magically endowed robe. robe. Okay. Uh, and seems to be cozy, maybe a little cold and trying to stay warm underneath his robe and has a little bit of a friendly smile about him. That's a very nice robe you have there. Oh, thank you. Where did you get it? Uh, it was claimed uh, some time ago. Very nice. Is it? Is that? Is a crushed velvet? And I believe you would be real stump runner and uh, Elman Yabael of the Yabael Force. <laughs> he <laughs> continues <laughs> sitting on the lounge chair, but he does get up and sit on the side of it, if you will. So it's a little more. Okay. A little more professional. I am uh, Mr. Hazelton. A pleasure to meet your acquaintance, finally. A pleasure to meet your acquaintance, too. How did he get inside? Well, can we offer you anything uh, to drink? Yes, please. Light snack, perhaps? Oh, that would be excellent. Yes! <laughs> You hear some slow footsteps coming down the stairs. <laughs> More food for the vagrants, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is Mr. Hazelton. Um, uh, he would like uh, something warm to drink and perhaps some of those crumpets. And some sort of roast chicken would be wonderful. And some sort of roast chicken, thank you. <laughs> and defeated, Yash walks away. <laughs> of course. Dentured servitude, my. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks away. Well, I have known of your group's existence, although I still haven't quite gotten a handle on uh, an identifier to call you all by. Well, we go by the Katoran Four. No, we do not. Oh. We're legally known. <laughs> as the Yabael flag. Uh, no, uh, that's incorrect as well. I have documentation to prove it. All the same. <laughs> why have you come all this way? Well, it's not that far from me. I'm here in the city. I'm from the inverted pyramid. Have you heard of us before? Uh, yes, it rings a bell. We are a group that prides ourselves on research and uh, rituals of the arcane sort, not religious silliness. And we have a uh, prominent uh, guild house here in the city that uh, some do know about and most do not. and. Thankfully, those that wish to find uh, normally have a great difficulty in finding. And some of us like to keep our heads down in books and others of us do not. And I am one of those that likes to keep his eyes open. And um, I suppose it wouldn't be eyes open skyward, would it? In what way? Lenses? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I <laughs> thinking about the, the telescope. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and I happened to notice not too long ago some 
spreading of some purple smoke that caught my eye, and I believe that to be a sign of Tavin Zith. Ta- ta- what? Tavin Zith. Um, a... a bad sign, and... A Zith Lord? No, uh, and... and it's kind of why I'm here. Uh, for... Tavin is very dangerous, and Tavin will need to be captured or slain, but he is merely a herald of of what is to come, is my fear. Oh, what's to come? I fear that there are dire times upon us, and that is the first sign. Yes, dire times, yes. We haven't noticed. Up until this point, that we're in dire times. Thank you for just that chilling, out. enjoying the life. <laughs> is, is this Zith is, has is anything to do? Uh, well, it does have to do with the cultists, but is he directly related to the cultists themselves? Uh, no. I. Uh, you speak of the death cults or the chaos? Chaos, chaos, chaos cults. cults. You mentioned purple smoke. I could think of nothing else. Then, Moran. His, Get to the point, Matt. <laughs> his eyes uh, light up at that. Let me tell you a story. Then it's story time. I'm, I love a good story. Gather around, grab yes, some yes, chairs. Yes, yes, I have, love a story too. <laughs> have a seat and listen. <laughs> Stay a while. Stay a while. We are part of, uh, there are many debates that some would say that we are in a third era. Um, I would say if so, then we are balancing on a knife's edge towards destruction or prosperity. But before that was a second era dealing with the vile gull. And, but before that was the first era, and that's what I think you most need to know about. Uh, it starts back, oh, just a bit distance, I would say about 8,000 years ago. There was a massive amount of evil that rampaged across the land, chaos and destruction, but mankind began to find its place and rise up, and the evil was quelled. And a powerful, benevolent priest named Denar set upon an ambitious plan this, uh, Denar sought once and for all to rid the world of all its remaining influences. This amazing man began to gather up all the evil artifacts. These were objects of, uh, dark power, trapped essences of vanquished fiends and demonic relics, and even the last remnants of horrible diseases, if you can imagine. But condemning all of these items, Denar imprisoned them. He believed that if he destroyed these things, they would simply release their evil into the world to wreak more havoc and bring about uh, darkness. Destroying them would begat new ones, if, if you can imagine. So Denar, he used powerful spells and magical items of purity and strength, the likes of which had never been seen before and will never be seen again to lock them away. He worked tirelessly to bind them, these legacies of evil, and as his collection grew, he began to bury them beneath his tower, located near the sea some 8,000 years past. Denar constructed a vast catacomb, well-warded and sealed deep underground, and he called it Tremok Corin, also known as the Bane Warrens. Rill's eyes, I saw those (laughs) eyebrows rise. 
And that is why I'm here today. Our power in the inverted guild, our inverted pyramid is uh, strong, but uh, I would also say that we are a bunch of uh, squabbling fools who bicker all day and don't don't quite have the uh, agility of youth, perhaps, like the four of you, he says, his yes, eyes yes, slightly I, resting on Avius. I understand. <laughs> uh, assessing his prowess, does he seem to fit that, or is, is yeah. there some deceit to no, his No, no, no. Well, I'll make an inside roll. I'll give you an inside roll. You might glean some additional <clears throat> Uh, we said insight. Insight, yes. please. Uh, eight. Eight. Can't tell. Not quite sure. I totally believe him. <laughs> well, alas, Denar, the priest, his goal was uh, falling. Much of the uh, concentration, uh, having all of that uh, raw hatred, so much darkness and evil power, all of it in a single place was a terrible mistake. The earth itself no longer able to tolerate that concentrated evil. It thrust the main vault of the Bane Warrens away from it, straight up into the sky, creating a tall, impossibly high and narrow spire atop which the vault stood. And he motions in the darkness across the city to the spire that yeah, looks over that you cannot that. see <laughs> right now. And because it's so dark. Uh. Okay. Uh. And then what? Well, secretive forces <laughs> manipulated events to ensure that an old tome fell into the hands of this well-meaning cleric, Denar. The book, uh, presented horrid knowledge while giving off an irresistibly seductive quality which you cannot imagine. <laughs> Some of you can in this room. While he intended to seal the book away with the rest of these banes that he gathered, uh, Denar lingered over its pages for an instant too long. Its cunningly crafted words lured him in and beguiled him to keep the book by his side and soon he read more and more. And still more. The book consumed Denar. He neglected his quest of gathering all of these remaining banes and withdrew from his family and comrades. The book's dark lore corrupted his spirit and twisted his mind. Denar became the Dread One. With the vast resources of the banes he had gathered and the knowledge he had gained from the Dark Book, the Dread One withdrew into his tower that he named Jabel Shamar, the very tower that now lies atop the spire that looms over this city, inhabited now only by the cold wind. But he did not stay there long. He emerged just a few years later, launching an attack so devastating it threatened to tear the world asunder. He does a little prestidigitation. There's a little lightning strike outside. Is that like in Twain? Y yes, but you interrupt uh, his might. No few bounds, his armies he created and summoned, conquered all the surrounding lands, and his army was led by a king of the undead, known as the Untouched Nightmare, known as the Herald General, known 
as Morien, that name you mentioned, he says, motioning towards Elmon. He's a friend of ours. I should hope you jest. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, I am. <laughs> this is Amian. Okay. <laughs> All of the mortal races, though, gathered and led by powerful her- heroes many of whom were friends and companions of Daenar, they fought back and stopped the forces and armies of Morien. It is said the heroes carried the battle straight into the tower Jabal Shamar itself. And when it was over, the Dread One lay defeated, the world's greatest heroes sprawled dead, dismembered all around him, and the Harrowed General Morien was disintegrated with magic into oblivion. And so came an end to the First Age. Now the second. (laughs) (laughs) We are curious. Uh, Does this uh, have something to do with today's happenings? It does. No, nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Just wanted to share. (laughs) Trying to warm myself by your fire. Quite a coincidence, (laughs) if I do say so. Well, ah. Even though the Dread One was gone, uh, Daenar, a bit of essence of him still remained. A spirit, uh, free of corruption, managed to seal the Bane Warrens once and for all. Although his quest to uh, get all of these Banes was uncompleted, he still safely contained vault upon vault of evil artifacts and foul creatures and vile relics that were kept away from the world until now. And by my readings, and this is where I am of most value to you, and he draws a little small circle in the air and it crackles with energy, and beyond you can see some other alternative space where there is a a book pedestal that's been set up, and the circle is right over that book, and he reaches in and starts turning pages on this book in some study somewhere, and he points at the uh, name that's uh, right there in top that says Tavin Zith. Uh, due to my research, I believe that Tavin Zith, a being of quite a bit of corrupting power and one of the Banes that was locked away in the Bane Warrens, is upon the city. And again, a concern. Clearly a concern. But more concerning is there's no conceivable way for him to have ever been gotten loose. Unless there has been a breach. Uh. <laughs> a breach in what? The, and the Bane Warrens. And a breach in the Bane Warrens. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening through most of it. Let me start. <laughs> 8,000 years. <laughs> the first, the, we're going to start at the... The Zero Age. Uh, who or how uh, uh, could the Bane Warrens have been breached? That is what I am interested in finding out, and that is why I am here. He's got a little Rick and Morty to <laughs> sound to him. I'm hearing it. It was not I, uh, I assure you. <laughs> Don't judge him, Morty. <laughs> I... You're, you're suggesting the, the 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 spire is the place to go. Oh, oh, heavens no. Oh, oh. 
You want no. nothing to do with the spire. I don't want anything to do with the spire. And just... Trimak Korn is beneath the the tower itself is within the spire. My fear is if anyone they're, 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 the Bane Warrens are a, a webwork of vaults underneath the city around the spire. The heart of it, though, which the most vile, was sent up in the spire, thousands of feet up. Uh, my fear is if the outer vaults can be breached and Tavenzith has now gotten free, that it might be possible to breach another layer and in another layer getting ever closer and god forbid get into tremont core in itself for that would be disastrous and the ruin of us all well, how would we ever find the the breach itself i have some idea but i don't have the entire picture some of my associates have been able to design uh divine to scry a sense of a loss where we believe the Bane Warren's magic to be. The Bane Warren's magic is, again, inconceivable in how strong it is. The walls are permeated with a material and magic with capabilities to keep out any teleportation, any magic. It's, it's again, inconceivable. Um, might this breach be in the Necropolis? No, they had a vision of an area in Midtown around a, a tall brass statue. Does that sound familiar to us? Actually, I believe we gave Elmon some cool, quote-unquote, wilderness-type survival abilities of the city, mm -hmm. so you can make a survival roll. Good luck. Uh, that's going to be 23. No, you, 22, you know exactly it's a statue of the previous commissar in the middle of a plaza. I know the place. Well, I would say that if you are willing to locate this breach in the Bane Warrens and uh, find and slay any fiends who are breaking into the vaults, and ensure the Bane Warrens are sealed once again in some way, uh, with my advice as I best can, for I will accompany you, then the Inverted Pyramid will gladly be thankful for your help and uh, pay you a uh, uh, charitable fee of, say, uh, 20,000 gold for your efforts. Each, yes. Oh, that was not what we had agreed upon. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the fate of the city. <laughs> fate of the city, greatest evil known, four adventurers. Times are not cheap. You can make a persuasion roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking deep into his eyes. I'm still trying to determine if he can leap out of his chair or not. <laughs> a natural 20 with a total of 32. <laughs> By the way, and anyone listening, all the players are holding their mouths in stunned silence. Thank you. He shrugs. 
All right, 20,000 each sounds fair. <laughs> fair enough. Hook smiles in his sleep. <laughs> mm, so down. if we get you to the breach, you will be able to seal it. Is that what our, our, I'm to understand? I don't know. This type of magic is even beyond our research capabilities. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they were sealed to begin with or how it could even be opened. So it's a mystery to me. What I would uh, recommend is finding what you can about the breach. Once you think you're uh, close uh, I can be of assistance with maybe some uh, archaeological information. Mr. Hazelton. Yes. Oh, but and you can find me at uh, the place called the Ghostly Minstrel in Midtown. There's a, uh, uh, an in- Oh, I know the place. An innkeeper there. Uh, her name is Shanae. And uh, let her know you're looking for uh, me and she will pass on word to me. Uh, do you know uh, someone by the name of Marielle? He says, um, sounds familiar. And he draws a circle in the air again, and a little portal type thing appears next to a his book. And he starts turning the page in strange, cryptic, small little writings and not lined up nice and starts to look weird. And the, each page is kind of different. And he stops and points at a language you cannot, uh quite comprehend and he says uh yes i see the name here some sort of uh witch uh from long ago very very long ago how do you know the name amariel and morien uh amariel has inquired of our services as well mr hazelton inquired in what? How? <laughs> well, she uh, at one time had asked us to help her, uh, uh, in fact, uh, stop Morian uh, from breaching one of the uh, one of the gates. Uh, no, Morian is gone. Uh, uh, the dread one is also gone. No, and Amariel should be gone. No, nope. no. Uh, in fact, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> he, he winces. <laughs> More than being taken for 80,000 gold, he misses. <laughs> the information will cost you another 20,000 gold. Speak we, to real. We uh, encountered... <laughs> speak, speak to real. <laughs> He's our agent. Please fuck him. Uh, we first encountered Morian um, quite some time back uh, via uh, some of his uh, dead uh, king associates, but then personally in the necropolis... Uh, no, not more than four months ago. Come on, like, takes a step back. <laughs> he slinks <laughs> out of the room. Trying to fade away. We found him there, uh, very much, um, I, I suppose you would say alive in a sense. Uh, but we found him with the help of Marielle, uh, who. Make has- a persuasion roll. He it does not seem to want to believe you at all. Do I have to roll my inspiration with? You are rolling the inspiration. Uh, persuasion 11. 11. This oh, is that's a 
That's a burn right there. Oh, okay. This is a tall tale. I I find this very hard to believe. Uh, we he looks can... to the other people in the room for any kind of confirmation. You're welcome to come to ne- the necropolis with us, and we can show you. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> we can unfortunately confirm that this is true. Um, well, she said she was Mariel. Yes, and well, and Morianne has a particular dislike for me specifically because I. Yeah. Uh, because you're Elmont. I mean, yeah. really, uh, we're not. I, this, this I, is I not. I rub people the wrong way sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm misunderstood. Ooh, ooh. Tell them about the bells. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's important. Uh, no. Right oh, I love bells. <laughs> so it is true. Yeah. That you have had an encounter with Morian, and he well, is uh, trapped. Uh, Mario, make a persuasion roll. By the way, Elmont. In the necropolis. I would have identified Morianne as being the creature that I was down with the chains at that time. Yeah, they've probably filled you in on that. Um, what was it? Persuasion? Persuasion, please. Eleven. I myself was actually confronted, and my companion here was uh, taken face-to-face with Morianne. And, uh, and what form did he take? I remember. I don't remember much. There were many chains. There was a large key. Yes. There was a face that seemed to be contorted and made of these chains. The space was utterly, utterly endless and it continued on forever. I took many a beating from him, but uh, eventually uh, we managed to survive, though I do not remember how we got out. And in what context could you have possibly interacted with him. Why? Oh, let's see. This was in the uh, chamber. There was the uh, the globes. Uh, yes. Uh, I remember there was uh, an artifact that I had uh, manipulated in such a way that I opened a portal. Uh, yes, there were portals. And we traveled or I traveled from the place that was in the catacombs uh, through an unknown space and into and appearing in front of Morian. And this was a continuation of a encounter we had previously before Rill joined us, where I had, um, I guess, specifically gained Morian's ire. Um, Make a persuasion roll Rill, by the way. Me? Oh, yes. Okay. Yay! Twenty-seven. <laughs> uh, ah, this is hard to believe, but everything you say... Is accurate. Ah, uh, he was destroyed. Oh, you just say he like these other this all these other creatures and evil wasn't destroyed either. But uh, Conta- merely contained. Is it so hard to believe that Morian was as well? It is. Every record doesn't seem to be very well informed. Well, maybe, unfortunately, maybe they should be an upright pyramid. Thirty thousand apiece. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Every record shows that he was disintegrated into blood. Uh, and the fact that I believe we will need to do an audit of your records <laughs> that, that is obviously out of the question <laughs> but I have one important piece of advice you must hear absolutely under no circumstances should you go anywhere near Morian and for God's sake do not touch him in any way why he is the untouched one he will not stop to hunt you down and slay you 
under torturous, horrific conditions. Oh, well, that's a bridge already been crossed. What? <laughs> you touched Morgan. Uh, the, maybe he touched us. The Herald quite, General. I have a doll here somewhere I can show you. Well, I don't, I don't think, I, I, I don't know what all the shapes of Morian there are, but uh, at least in this, I did interact with some portion of him, but I did, it was chains, it was... Well, then you're fine. You, good sir, are fine. Okay. That is good news. I don't think I ever touched him, did I? Did I touch him? Uh, not so much. You faced off with the Sean avatar of him. some sort. <laughs> But he did. Adam, I missed. I, I don't know why. Perhaps so well may have about that touched man. me. <laughs> How so? Uh, in a ghostly specter form. Uh, touched me. Killed me. It was. I really don't remember much after that except when I woke up. Uh, not being dead. Did you say you shot him with an arrow? <laughs> <clears throat> oh. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Well, this evening's not turning out at all like I had expected. Is, is, is still Seems a bad time to not mention now. the bells? <laughs> the bells were kind of important, I thought. The, the bells, the hunting of the specter, the... Oh, I thought you were talking about different bells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead, mention the bells. Dong, 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 dong. Monsters. <laughs> I was thinking the three bells. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Two, uh, two, two, two rings. Uh, no, 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 not the, not those bells. I the, heard laughter. Is this a joke? <laughs> no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting to look really worried. His we, confidence. We contain our fear <laughs> through laughter. <laughs> Please proceed. If we don't laugh, we'll cry. He laughs a lot. Is there anything else I need to know? Well, yeah, there the was bells. a there was a period of time where Elmon was the f- focus of. Morian's ire, as he stated, uh, he sent, uh, I believe you had called it a revenant, a revenant. maybe. Yep, uh, revenant. Uh, it uh, sought him out on more than one occasion. Uh, we survived, fortunately, obviously, but it was a task to try to get him to stop, and eventually, yes, he did. He hasn't what uh, were come after us. called that we had to destroy the... the... Oh... I not mention Someone go wake Puck. Puck. He seems Puck's to know. There. Puck's not there. <laughs> I hear him fitfully tossing around there. You mean to tell me you had the untouched one, Morian, actively hunting you? Oh, yeah. It was actually my my first foray with this. He starts pacing around the conservatory back Something. and forth. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> this is very bad. Don't shake your head at me, Puck. No, I just do. Does not start with what you were saying. <laughs> um, that uh, that is the lot of what I know. And, and have you met his queen, Lacian Gates? Ah, Lacian Gates. Yes, we, we yes. Had, uh, had to destroy a Lacian Gate. You've destroyed Lacian Gates. Oh, one only one. We Those think. are important to keep him protected. Protected or or captured? Saved, locked in. Under no circumstances should you be destroying a Lacian gate. Maybe it was a a, a Weakrian panel? I don't know. We still have pieces of it, don't we? We do, yes. Somebody fetch. Would you like to see? Gosh. He's holding his head, just pacing back and forth. 
Go uh, fetch Puck. I'll go get the... But the chicken, sir! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right! He puts his apron down and goes right Yeah, no, no, don't worry. I, I, I'll, go, I'll go fetch the panels that we found. All right, you're going to go find some panels. And wake Puck up. This is important. Okay. All right, you go up, you find Puck. Puck's draped on his back over the edge of his bed, snoring. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Avius, Avius comes and gets straight over Puck face to face, oh. nose to nose, and says... Puck. Puck. He doesn't stir you're, at yeah, all. Yeah, you're going to have to use a lot more than that. Puck. At least something level three. <laughs> <laughs> I whisper in his ear, Puck. He's not stirring. Mm-mm. I take my beard and I kind of tickle him a little bit. Puck. Tickle his feet. Puck. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> you need a mallet. What are you doing? Hold on. He actually has one hanging over his bed that's just <laughs> for emergency, for emergency use only. <laughs> I use prestidigitation to create a loud thunderclap right next to his head. All right. Fuck! Boom! What the? F- what? What are you doing, wizard? Transforms into three things. <laughs> From the movie, I was the thing. Sleeping. He's a tiger with with uh, octopus. A bear, octopus, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have an important guest downstairs. It's important that you join us. Uh, He's eating all our chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, Hopefully there's some crumpets left. <laughs> uh, well, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'll meet you down. And I go and retrieve the panels. All right, you retrieve the panels. Puck, you, Avius, and the panels return to the conservatory where you see this old man pacing around just looking distraught like the color has left his face. Who, who are you? He says, oh, I'm uh, Mr. Uh, this is Mr. Ha- Hazleton. Hazleton. And in the first period, and now we're here. And <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hazleton, this is Puck. Uh, just Puck. Um, uh, nice to meet you, Mr. Puck. He doesn't look at you. What's, what, what, what's wrong? I mean, I probably don't have to ask this, I can guess, <laughs> but what what's wrong? What did what Avius do? There's... Uh, I'm a hero. There's Lacey and Gates, there's Morian, and there's a breach in the Bane Warrens. This is not oh, a you, good you know weekend. About, you know about the Bane Warrens? Of course. Like, how long? Uh, I feel like there's, I've there's, a lot. there's much to catch you up on, but he <laughs> grows increasingly so why, concerned so, over Morian. Well, so you didn't wake me up when he first got here. Why are you waking me up <laughs> now? <laughs> Do you, are your spell slots, Phil? <laughs> are they all empty? Are you good to go? No, we're, I'm good to go. Where, 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 okay. where are we going? Uh, uh, we're not sure yet, but show them the panels. Yes, here are the panels. He looks at the panels and tosses them on the floor. These are useless. These don't help us at all. Well, what are they? They're panels for some magical contraption. Yes, very good. Like a lacing gate? No. Oh. Those aren't for the lacing gates. What? what the teleport. This is why panels. we woke you up. Oh. <laughs> uh, we, for no. the, the portals that we open. Exactly. Listen to the goblin. Yeah, listen to the goblin. <laughs> when do we encounter the lacing gate? The, the, what are these vases that have crystals in them that uh, Amariel has? There are only five people here and there are nine conversations. <laughs> Amariel has crystals. In vases. Around a Lacian gate? Probably. Well, thank God you destroyed it, though. Which, what? Contained it. The Lacian gate. We didn't destroy the... the what are you guys telling him? I'm, I'm not a wizard. I'm just... I just shoot arrows. Oh, it's not Morian. Okay, well. <laughs> Goblin, is the gate closed or open? It's closed. 
So you destroyed it. No. It's it's active. Yeah. Okay. Mark what about the vases? Siphoning it's energy. Keeping, from it. It's keeping it's uh, keeping the bad guy locked away. The Morian? Bad guy, yeah, Morian. I know his name. He sits down. Tries to catch his breath. Well, that's... What did these guys tell What did these jokesters tell you? Uh, Mariel has vases, too. What was that about? Uh, I'm growing increasingly suspicious of the work we've done. Drawing, the, drawing power from, from the gates. I tried to tell you. I I can look into her, but we need to focus on on the Banehorns. Yeah, where are they? They're, they're beneath the city. They're underneath the spire. No. And they're breached... Uh, and we have to unbreach them. Wait a minute. They're, they're under the city. There's breaching going on. Don't we have orcs that are also running around under the city? Yes, this was what. But this. not just anything and pulls out the the satchel and wrestles this thing down around a giant Get red careful, blinking thing. Real. These were found down there too. Is this not a concern? Why do you have that? <laughs> Zip tie it. <laughs> Sling it. <clears throat> this this would not make things any easier, but a concern. Are, are the are the Bane Warrens breachable via natural means <clears throat> such as a powder keg? The Bane Warrens are not breachable by anything. Well, well, but. I believe that's false. That would seem to, yeah. So, I, otherwise, we need to, to find out where we wizard. need to go. This is sounding very important, but I'm just a bard. Yeah, we point us in a direction. This this <laughs> tavern this would not be out and about uh, if they were, in fact, uh, imbreachable. I would not be here if that were the case. Does Hazelton still have his his portal hole open? No. Once he's done with his hole, he closes oh. it. Real takes a <laughs> moment every time he okay. tries peering in there. It appears to be a study with a, lots of other books. He's, he's very tempted to try and make his way. <laughs> so, where do we go from here, Mister Mr. Hazelton? I would suggest you do your best to find uh, anything at all uh, about the Bane Warns and uh, the inconceivable breach. You you seem but to know the most uh, of all of us about the Bane Warns. We, we so. do know he's told us that there's the statue that is a yes. Oh yes, form. the statue. So that seems to be a good starting point. Yes. If you can find some more information and draw closer and let me know, and then I will join you and bring my book and we will try to figure this out together. And we find you at the ghastly whistle, yes? Well, you can pass on word. I will be in the guild hall, which is not possible for you to find, I'm afraid. You might be surprised. What's the place called? The, 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 the gassy whistle? <laughs> <laughs> the grumpy missile. The grumpy missile. The taco joint. The gassy, <laughs> the gassy whistle. <laughs> ghastly minstrel. Ghostly taco minstrel. joint next to a train. The gassy whistle. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> the mascot's a train Very taco. Well. No time like the present if we're all rested and prepared. Uh, Puck, unfortunately, is not. Go back to sleep, Puck. He did not get his rest and will need to start his rest again. Uh, you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> he was like two minutes Yeah, away. I know, just right there. <laughs> right well, there. Well, we will, uh, I guess in eight hours, we will be uh, ready to Puck. Yeah, it's like midnight. 
go back what to sleep. What the hell Pop- are we going to do right now? Go, uh, go back to sleep. You wake me up again, they, wizard. They told me. Elmar told sh- me no, to. I'm going to pin I'm, you down. I'm like behind you. And I'm cutting. I'll cut head, your beard like, off. No, I never did that. Don't you come, dare come touch come my I beard. Will, and don't I wake will. me up again. <laughs> I don't know why. Come away, Master Goblin. I will uh, I will play you a tune. I told to him not sleep. to. <laughs> then I will uh, bid you a good evening and uh, hope to hear a word soon. Uh, okay. And he draws a square <laughs> shape and cuts a portal into the sky, into the room. And you hear that screeching metal sound yep, again? And says, uh, good evening, and steps through, and it closes behind before any halflings can dive through. <laughs> 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 real, real just slams into a chair <laughs> on the other side. And it's uh, the two of you go upstairs to get Puck all situated, and you walk past a just drenched in cooking supplies yash holding a chicken, fully cooked. Just like, delicious yash. Just damn it. <laughs> and he walks back away with it. <laughs> We'll take that chicken. He gives it to you and walks away. It is morning. Puck, you have almost finished your rest when there is a a rooster and crow. (laughs) There is a knock upon the door. He doesn't wake up. He finishes his rest. The front front door door of the manor. Okay. Uh, Avius. Elmon goes as well. Yash is there standing by the door. Avius yells, Yash! This is, this is still my job. I'm right yes. here, sir. Uh, I'll get the door. Yes, yes. Um, Elmon uh, goes with him. All right. Avius walks out of his study, gets about halfway to the door, and then walks back in and puts his robe on then and comes back out. All right. Yash opens up the door partway. It's a little cold, and he says, uh, Good morning. Uh, you're elves. And he opened, Elmont opens the door more. <laughs> the door. You see two uh, Aridithil guards dressed in their nice, uh, shiny armor standing there, fully armored and armed. And one of them says, Master Yabael, your presence is requested at the sanctuary. Very well. Let me gather my things. I will be right there. Uh, Elmont, where's my toothbrush? <laughs> <laughs> and they snap to a uh, side, looking at each other, uh, beam the door, waiting for you. Elmont gets his stuff. And All right. Avius grabs his uh, rod of heroin and falls I'll, in line behind Elmont. All right. I'll be back. And closes the door. <laughs> All right. He leaves. You following or staying there? Or did you want to wake up Puck so we can join you? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> that's, that's a good Puck one. That's a really good impression. <laughs> it's, my, it's my plus 12 for, for intimidation. Or in, in imitation. <laughs> oh, very well. Uh, yes! I'm, I'm right here, oh, sir. Oh, yes, I, uh, uh, Do we have any chicken? Uh, nothing freshly cooked, sir. I would fancy some chicken. Of course. Yes, of course. And off he goes. Elmon, you follow the elven soldiers to Riddithil's home. There you can see there is uh, constructions well underway to prepare the corner uh, wall section and the uh, street section. They're also working to take care of the street. They want to take care of the community. Is uh, anything that Olgrim could do, would that be beneficial to... I don't wear? touch Elven stone. It, uh, it seems not. to be of a, such a different style. Okay. 
Um, Ours are squared. You use round ones. Who does that? (laughs) (laughs) And you uh, walk inside, and you are proudly um, not saluted, but every elf, whether it's a guard or a guest, uh, snaps to and stands up at attention when you walk by, Elmon. Okay, man. Awkwardly acknowledge that. All it's right. about dead time. <laughs> uh, they escort you uh, inside, and there you see a gorgeous uh, uh, dining room area with chairs of thick wood that are spirally and beautiful. It smells amazing, as always, in here. And there is Glenarin Stormcaller and some of her advisors. And she says, Mr. Yabael. You grace us with your presence this morning. A pleasure, as always. Well, I had asked for you to come here to express our gratitude. The elves of the sanctuary are grateful to you and your henchmen for helping... (laughs) (laughs) Called henchmen? For helping protect... Was that a fucking bank heist? (laughs) (laughs) Like how you get Brooklyn when you get mad. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) Oh, goddamn. For helping protect the sanctuary, we are certainly in your debt, and we wanted to, if it has not been made clear so far, to announce it publicly that you are... Not a visitor or an outsider who has been given access to our beloved property, but an ally and a friend, and you and your associates are always welcome here and can consider our home yours as well. I am honored by the um, honor. <laughs> Failed persuasion. <laughs> the uh, two older uh, uh, allies of her come up and uh, do some elvish greeting thing of putting their, <laughs> putting their hands on your shoulders and nodding and saying some kind words and welcome, brother. And it's different. The vibe has been you're this rough outsider elf. You still feel welcome, but not one of them and their tone is different for sure and she says uh why don't you come with me if i can steal you away uh of course all right she takes you to outside again you're there's two guest elves that stand up and nod um with pride at you and she takes you out past some trees towards a little grove type area You've been in this uh, area before and have uh, in your courting. And she says, I'm still very, so very grateful. And I wanted to uh, pass on my gratitude with a uh, a visit uh, to a an, an old friend. And she goes over to the slightly raised stone circle. It's about five feet in width. And she gets down. She's in this gorgeous white dress that's pure white and amazing. 
She's getting down on her hands and knees amongst these leaves and just brushing these leaves out from this circle. You can see there's some old rune, elven runes carved in them. Okay. And it takes her a while all by herself. Yeah, we'll help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watch it from a distance. Um, Elmon comes with a leaf blower. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll, if I feel like I can be of assistance, I will. Um, and uh, you're sighing as you're doing <sighs> manual labor. <laughs> this is what I have henchmen for. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Once the leaves are cleared, she still is uh, on her knees and touches one rune and then moves over and touches another and they light up a light blue little color. And she smiles and winks at you, Elmod, and says, I'm far more than a leader of elves. I have a few tricks up my sleeves. As I've long suspected. She touches a third one and grabs your hand and stands up and pulls you uh, up to her close. Okay. <clears throat> and she smiles and the trees around you start to gain more leaves and get richer and darker in color. And behind them, there become more trees and more trees and more trees and you find yourself surrounded by trees the compound beautiful elven structure of Ridithil's home fades away magically and you find yourself in a narrowish grove surrounded by the most dense trees you could ever imagine like you're surrounded by a huge wall of lum luminous not luminous, a looming trees that hang heavy. There is light from above that barely comes into this grove. And there is a, a nice hut in the center. And you feel the air is different here. Mm -hmm. And you are absolutely uh, no longer in the city of Tallis. What is this place? She says, you are safe here. This is a friend who it's would love to meet you and make your make your acquaintance. Come, it's it's all right. And she pulls you gently by your hand. Mm -hmm. I'll go with her, obviously. Cautiously? No, no. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, I trust her. All right. Um, dare I say intimately. All right. <laughs> <laughs> She takes you towards the hut. It's very well crafted, not of elven make though, but strong uh, and uh, well made. And uh, there's a little smoke billowing out of a fireplace. She knocks gently upon the door and opens it. And you hear a voice say, is that you? Come in. Glenarin says, yes. We're here. Hope we're not bothering you. No, come in, come in. And you're inside this small little hut. There's some little stairs that go down. Um, there's a f warm fire. It's dark, but very, very, very cozy. And you see there's a, a middle-aged guy who looks like he's got some messed up legs. <laughs> Okay. Um, through war or damage or something like that, and he's sitting in a cozy chair by the fire. 
And he says, oh, come in, come in. And she uh, motioned for you to close the door and she yep. takes a seat next to him. Is there another seat there? Yes. Okay. I'm going to acknowledge him with a, a bow, I suppose. It is a human, um, and again, someone you've never seen before, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sit down. You are the great uh, Elmon, yes? I am Elmon Yabel, yes. I've heard you've done some good work for all the land, to be honest, and the city in particular, and more so our elven friends. I've done what I can for for Glenarin and the city. You see, he's got really worn hands. He's very down-to-earth, manual labor type guy. I also hear from our lovely friend that you helped protect the sanctuary. I, my companions and I have, yes. We have done what we can to ensure its safety. If it's not too brazen of me, why? Why do you do this? I hear tales of your life being risked over and over. Um. <laughs> Jesus. Um. At first, I cannot say exactly why. Um. But over time, it's from a care and concern for. Aridithil's home for Glenarin. 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 Dear Lord. It's my, it's, it's, and she says that. It's <laughs> <laughs> my pet name for um, <clears throat> And more broadly, the city of of Tullus, we feel um, not indebted, but we're, my companions and I all um, wish to combat evil and there's much wickedness out in the world today and it seems to be centered in Tullus so that's where we are now um and we fight against that I feel it's uh, a moral imperative that we do that Glenarin says I have not shared it with Elmon and turns to the man but we <laughs> And even myself had had some visions over the last few weeks, dark visions of the city, uh, a possible future where the city has been raised, where the city's heroes, and she looks a little long at you, Elmon, the city's heroes lie broken across it. Uh, We believe that dark times are now upon us. We have, I have many reasons to believe the same from what I have seen, from what my companions and I have battled against. Dark times are here. They are not coming. They are here. He says, well, a request has been made of me by the lovely lady. And he smiles at her. Say her name one more time. (laughs) (laughs) And I, from my meeting with you, am obliged to agree. 
Can you uh, help a man up here? And he holds out a hand to you, Elmon. Elmon will stand and yep, help him up. Yep, he's weak on his feet. And give him a shoulder or an arm to walk on and try and, you know, guide him or anticipate wherever he needs to go. All right, you help guide him towards some stairs. Glenarin stays behind and enjoys the fire. She does not look like she belongs at all in this place. Uh, you cast one last look at her as you go down these stairs, and he carefully goes down them with you helping. And you s- <laughs> you step down into a small but very very dense workshop, and your jaw almost hits the floor as there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Ilnoran arrows all across this workshop. I wipe the drool off of my lips there, my mouth. <clears throat> and you see there's all sorts of uh, bowing supplies and fletching supplies and amazing uh, selections of wood uh, stacked up in different areas for future work and dust and old cutting tools and a bench that he uh, sits down at. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Of course. He says, I hear you are quite the archer. I have some small skill with the bow, yes, and I'm quite impressed with everything I see here. It's amazing. I could spend a long time just gazing around. Well, why don't you certainly help yourself to a quiver? Your, Your choice. And there are great looking quivers loaded with plenty of Ilnoran arrows. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like Last Crusade thing? It's up to you. What do you want to go for? Uh, Want to grab the best, most (laughs) thickest, bundlest quiver? Want to go meek and meager? Something else? Well, give me, give me, give me, give me some contextual clues here. What am I, what am I, like, like, what are my choices? Uh, uh, there's those two different arrow types, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you're also seeing another type of arrow that is, uh, uh, silver tipped that's included in several of those. It appears to be the most rare of the arrows that you see. How many of those are in a quiver? Like, how many of those would be? Most of the quivers have none. A few have uh, one or two. There's one that has three. Like, just three? Three of those arrows. And that's it. Nothing else in the quiver. And then other arrows inside, yes. Uh, Sorry. Yo, guy's like, come on! (laughs) (laughs) There's a total of a score, so 20 arrows in total in most of the quivers. Um... I make an insight roll? I mean... No, it's up to you. Okay. I mean, I suppose I will pick one with, I guess, maybe two of the silver arrows. All right. Mm. You grab one of those quivers and sling it over your shoulder. Um, I, like, look at him as I'm reaching out for it. You chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> and he is not even looking at you. So you steal more. No, he is not even looking at you. <laughs> more quivers. Five quivers. <laughs> Where's that bag when you need it? <laughs> he goes over to a case uh, that needs to be stained and opens it up. 
My adventuring days have long been over, and our lady friend has requested uh, that you have earned something of my creation here. And he holds forth a bow. It is not a beautiful bow, uh, but you can tell that there is amazing Ilnoran craftsmanship behind mm. it. This is not a gift from me to you, although I certainly can see you are a man of honor and skill. The elves are cashing in a favor owed for the excellent work and care you have shown them. So I gift you this, Elmon, and places the bow into your hands. I'll take it like, um, um, I don't, I don't know what's, what's the word, reverent, reverently? Um, yeah. All right. This is a phenomenal, this is beyond my words, obviously. Um, I'm undeserving of this honor. From both you and and the elves. <laughs> and I take it back. <laughs> he puts a hand on your shoulder and looks close and says, "Then show us that you are worthy." <clears throat> Come, let's not keep her. Who are you, good friend? Anyways, you help him up the stairs. He says, "I am a Fletcher. <laughs> uh, my name is Ilnorin." Oh. <laughs> Look, I'm surprised, concerned. It truly, truly an honor to have met you. He, uh, you go upstairs, and uh, you guys have a little lunch. You uh, get to chatting. He doesn't share too much more about himself, but you have a decent lunch before uh, the two of you, Glenarin and yourself, leave. You take the same stone pedestal back and the trees give way. The hut disappears. The compound reappears. And she gives you another kiss upon the cheek and says, you are amazing, Elmon. And I know it's been a bit challenging coming here and some of the looks that you've been receiving and you will never receive those from the elves here. You. You are one of us for certain. I am honored beyond measure. And you see her father is over in one of the buildings and waving her on. And she says, well, <clears throat> come back again safely. And give her an embrace. All right. <clears throat> go on my way. You go on your way. Talk to me about this boat. All right. <laughs> You need to spend some time with it a couple hours, but it might tie, line up with Puck's uh, okay. rest. Would you like to know about what you have acquired? Yes, I most definitely would. Uh, you have acquired a quiver of arrows, and they are, let's see, 12 Ilnoran arrows that give plus three damage. You know that? Uh, well, the regular, regular. Ilnoran arrows are plus one. Um, There's Mastercrafts, which yes. are plus six. Uh, so it's 12 regular arrows, 12 regular Elnoran arrows. Okay. And six Mastercraft Elnoran arrows. Okay. And two, you said, uh, silver Mastercraft Elnoran arrows. They deal plus nine damage and give plus one to hit. 
They are obviously silver and magical for any creatures that require those benefits. Plus two to hit, plus no. nine damage. Uh, plus one to hit, plus nine to damage. Wow. Okay. You've spent some hours back in the manor. Elmont just locked himself away in his room. <laughs> Don't bother me for the love of God. <laughs> uh, and you have attuned this uh, Ilnoran Driftwood Bow is its name. And I'm assuming you have a free slot of the three to attune the magic items. All right. You're like, no, I'm loaded up. Just going to hang it on my mantle. All right. Here are the stats on the Enoran Driftwood Bow. All arrows fired from this bow are considered magical. This bow has three charges that reset after a long rest. There are three special shots that will be described in a moment. It can fire. Each one uses one charge before a, a an attack roll is made. And that can be used in conjunction with special arrows. Okay. And on any critical hit, you gain one charge. There are three different types of shots this Ilnoran Driftwood Bow can fire. One is an aimed shot. So again, you spend a charge, declare you're making an aimed shot. You can now make the attack with advantage. And if you want, you can use that cool sharpshooter feat with it that you have, that sharpshooter shot, but it takes two charges if you're going to do that. And you don't have to write all this down. Okay. Uh, then another shot you can make is the noisemaker shot. You can make a normal attack. If you hit, you also distract the enemy and use up their reaction or one legendary action if they're a massive nasty creature. Nice. And finally, there is staggering shot. You can make a normal attack. If you hit, the target has the damage dealt by its own weapon attacks, which is uh, melee claws and that stuff too, uh, cut in half until the start of your next turn. Okay. And if you miss with either the noisemaker or the staggering shot, we'll drop a little tokens in those spaces. And if you get next to those tokens, you can spend a bonus action to pick them up so you can get those charges back. Okay. Which is pretty handy too. Nice. And that is the Elnoran Driftwood Bow. It has no bonus to hit by itself. Right. Any questions about that? Um, can the, if I hit with a critical and just a normal shot, it adds a charge. Yes. And that charge can go above three? Yes. Okay. To five maximum. Okay. Wow. But it will reset back to three at the On end a of long rest. Long rest. Okay. Yep. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it it's. be an elf. Yeah. It's around noon. Puck's been up for a while. Now you're waiting on Elmon, and he finally comes out of the room, and he's got this slick looking. Bow, still kind of basic looking, but you also said it was cool. Ugly. You specifically it's, said it's it was in between. Ugly. Well, to Elmon, it's I am the element. Yeah, Elmon can appreciate the quality that it has. Oh no, I just I toss my doesn't. old law, my old bow at Gannis, be like, here, you can have this piece of trash. There's a blood of a thousand <laughs> lives on this. <laughs> no, uh, no, I do tell Gannis that when he's able to draw this bow properly, uh, he can have it. Oh, all right. But until then, it'll stay like on the like a hung up in my room, just above his reach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> All right. So, real puck, Elmon and Avius, you guys are gathered uh, in the main entry of your manor, and it's noon. What do you want to do? Yes. I'm right here, sir. Uh, do we have any chicken? 
Uh, oh. yes. Leave that poor man alone. I, I anticipated, and he gets you a... <laughs> he uh, pulls out a chicken. <laughs> Elmon's outside just shooting his bow. Furred <laughs> yeah. him through the charges. <laughs> I need a long rest uh, again. Yeah, I know. He goes back in. I got to sleep. <laughs> should should we go check check out what you learned from that old man last uh, night? Yeah. We should find this uh, statue. I know where it is. All right. You guys then follow Elmon, who has a skip to his step, off towards this statue to find a possible breach in the Bane Warrens. And we will stop there for tonight. 